This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, it is 311 day. What's going on in the news today, Kathy? The city of Philadelphia announced its first confirmed case of coronavirus, while the state of New Jersey announced its first death related to the COVID-19 on Tuesday. Several counties in both Pennsylvania and New Jersey have reported presumptive positive cases. Fewer in isolation in the hospital, while many have have been self-isolating at home. The city of Philadelphia announced its first presumptive positive case of coronavirus on Tuesday afternoon. Officials said the person is an adult resident of the city who was known to have exposure to previously confirmed cases of the virus. The person is being treated at home and officials have started contacting others who came into contact with this individual. Late Tuesday night, organizers of the Philadelphia's St. Patrick's Day Parade canceled the longtime city tradition. There are now a total of 14 presumptive positive cases in Pennsylvania. Two residents in Bucks County are among the Pennsylvania's newest cases. Eight people are reported uh, presumptive positive in Montgomery County with the CHOP doctor hospitalized in critical condition at the hospital of the University of Pennsylvania. The infected doctor uh, has two dozen patients and came in contact with 17 staff Chop said on Tuesday, Montgomery County officials are urging residents to limit their public activity. Officials in Delaware County confirmed a woman is quarantined in her home and uh, after testing positive. Several schools across the region were closed for deep cleaning and other precautionary measures. New Jersey reported its first death of coronavirus. The patient was a 69-year-old man from Bergen County with underlying health conditions. Four new positive cases were announced on Tuesday, bringing the state's total to 15. Another 31 cases are still under investigation. The Delaware Department of Public Health reports Tuesday that two of the three tested positive for COVID-19 uh, have been t- ha- have tested negative. So they, they thought they were uh, coronavirus, but they actually weren't right. uh, with one case that's still under investigation. So Delaware actually not yet being affected as much as the rest of us. The officials say they're monitoring 18 people, but 17 have tested negative for the virus in Delaware. Yeah, they're saying as things progress, it's going to be, uh, um, you know, as they get more and more data and more and more of the testing goes out, uh, the numbers should drop because people don't know. They think think they haven't they don't so right. uh we'll, we'll see how that plays out and i think a lot of, a lot more people are starting the people that i'm experiencing people are seeing on the news are starting to put it in perspective and and i i'm sensing a a slight at least stasis on the panic a calm down yeah a little <laughs> bit yeah hopefully that's the case maybe not uh, deluding hmm. myself Officials with Westchester University said Tuesday they will suspend face-to-face classroom instruction out of an abundance of caution in the middle of the ongoing response to combat the coronavirus. In a letter to students, parents, faculty, and staff, the university said it will move to alternate modes of instruction for the remainder of the spring semester. To expedite, faculty will use the next two weeks to prepare their courses for remote delivery and remote advising and registering for summer and fall terms. Westchester University President Christopher Fiorentino said in a statement, current online courses will not be affected and will run as scheduled beginning on March 16th. School officials said the university does not have any confirmed cases of COVID-19 and is continuing to proactively manage the health of the Westchester University community. I'm sorry, guys. Did you say this? Is is this the story that involves the case with students had, had, that had been out of the country uh, no, returning? That, no, no, no. That, was that, no, that was Villanova. I okay. think is that who you're talking about? Right, right. Italy? Yeah, right, right. No, there, so there's no cases at Westchester. They've just decided to not hold any classes, so everything will be done online. Are they sending students? home or are because to me that, in the dorm situation yeah. yeah oh no no because there's no cases there's no cases yet so they're just not um sending them uh into the classroom into the classroom okay yeah. if they have the capability to do it and they can r- ride this out yeah uh, yeah you know and that's every precaution certainly helps sure i mean are they uh going to 
Well, you're not really allowed to party on campus, are you? In Westchester, and no. they never yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Well, no, they they don't. No, we, really? We, no, no, we do not they bring go it. off campus. Yeah, yeah. we go off really. Campus. Were they pretty arch about that? Wait, like I'm still there, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, we we did not. I mean, listen, the occasional like if you were sitting with your roommate, and, right, you know, right, like, right. We might have something in our room, but no, you did not have a party okay. on campus because if you got busted, you got in a lot of trouble. So, I mean, it w- it was a two block walk to off campus, and you just went to somebody who didn't live on campus. Yeah, you went to their house. And people are gonna, you know do what people are going to do so officials said residence halls and south campus apartments will be uh will not be open and the office of residence life will uh, be in contact with each student uh wait so case residence halls and south campus apartments will not be open so so no they are sending them home oh, they're sending them home yeah <gasps> could you imagine your senior year and you have to your go home second semester <laughs> senior year when you're just coasting at that point, at that, I mean, honestly. Well, that's pay dirt, is it not? Yeah. That's what you've worked for. I mean, you, you've worked for partying you, your right. senior you year. Work, you get the second best yeah. thing. You could be home with your parents. Yeah. You know what, though, Case? The, I bet you the majority of seniors are not living on campus. And then, oh, so that's even better because then you don't have to make it to class on time. Yeah. You, you just got to log on to your that computer. That was like the biggest thing. I remember missing a class. It was second semester of my senior year. Steve, I had missed a class twice, and the teacher, the professor, said if you miss another class you're failing i was like oh my god you're gonna fail me my second semester senior year on, right on, like, seriously this is an elective so i got a text from a, a person who works there last night they're on spring break right now westchester university students and they're just being told not to come back so the, the, wow. they're, they're on spring break and the campus is going to be closed and don't come back when spring break is over how many more months so when would they when does like, the school year wrap like up two anyway two more months right i mean okay. we're in mid-march yeah, usually and, in may yeah. all right yeah. yeah early may for most schools Large public events and public gatherings will be canceled, including Westchester University's 37th Annual Presidential Scholarship Community Gala, officials said. However, their kissing booths are remaining in operation. (laughs) To me, that's counterproductive, but, you know, that's their thing. All athletics will continue at the school for now. The NCAA has not given any other direction, so the schools are proceeding with their games. Joe Biden decisively won Michigan's Democratic presidential primary on Tuesday, seizing a key battleground state that helped propel Bernie Sanders' insurgent candidacy four years ago. The former vice president's victory there, as well as in Missouri and Mississippi, dealt a serious blow to Sanders and substantially widened Biden's path to the nomination. Biden again showed strength with working-class voters and African-Americans who are vital to winning the Democratic nomination. Sanders' hopes on Tuesday rested on states where far fewer delegates were at stake, Idaho, North Dakota, and Washington State. Washington's primary was too early to call late Tuesday. Addressing supporters in Philadelphia, Biden noted that many had declared uh, that his candidacy was dead only days ago, but now we're very much alive. He also asked uh, Sanders' supporters to back him going forward. It's never been a worse time to watch TV because either you have politicians trying to terrify us or you have people on the news trying, trying to, to terrify, coronavirus yeah, yeah. terrify us. <laughs> and so I was like, I was watching Modern Family last night. I'm like, ah, this is, this is the world I yeah. want to live in right now. Last night marked a high point for the former vice president's staff. They sipped beer and broke into an impromptu dance party after his speech held Ooh. close to his Philadelphia headquarters. <laughs> in sports this morning. <laughs> Are 
The Flyers' winning streak is over. They lost to the Boston uh, Bruins last night in South Philly. Fogged two to nothing. Tukarask what made the f- is this? 36 saves in the shutout, while Carter Hart took the loss despite making 27 saves. Loss ended the Flyers' nine-game overall winning streak and seven-game home winning streak. It was the first home loss since February 6th against New Jersey. The Flyers are on the road tomorrow night with a game against the second-best team in the Eastern Conference, the Tampa Bay Lightning. The puck is set to drop at 7 o'clock. After a four-game road trip through California, the Sixers are back home tonight with a game against the Detroit Pistons. The Sixers have fallen to sixth place in the East, a half a game behind the Indiana Pacers for fifth and three games behind the Miami Heat for fourth. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock. And it's spring training. The Phillies beat the Twins yesterday afternoon in Clearwater, winning 5-1. to one. With the win, the Phillies improved to 13-5 and five in the Grapefruit League. They're off today before returning to action on Thursday afternoon with the game against the Rays. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, Kathy, thanks so much. As you said before, uh, Preston out again today, just as a precaution. He wasn't feeling all that well yesterday, but he was definitely feeling better. So we want to make sure they're wearing on the side of caution. He has the regular flu. You know, there's all these different trendy flus going around now. Yeah. He's got a uh, standard <laughs> standard flu, but it is, uh, you know, in, in the interest of not being contagious and, you know, preaching and practicing what we preach, <clears throat> he's going to uh, take the day off today, and we'll see how that affects things down the end of the week. We might have some announcements about a different variation on spring training and, you know, how we might uh, approach that, but it's all it's yeah. going to happen regardless. Yeah. It just might happen in a different way. Do you think uh, if this uh, coronavirus thing wasn't happening that a uh, person would be here today? Uh, uh, well, no. um, is it contagious yeah. flu? I mean, yeah. he has influenza B, which is uh, contagious and can affect other people. No, so, I know, I know. Yeah, I, I, I hope I, that he wouldn't be. But I think, and, and I think there is now a hyper awareness. And actually, again, talking to Doctor Mike and a number of other doctors are saying, uh, if the peripheral collateral um, result of all this yeah. is that people become more aware during flu season about things like that. Yeah. And not taking risks with other people's health when they have the regular flu, which, as we know, is as kills a lot of people every year, and, and obviously people in, in risk areas, then it's a good thing. Yeah. And, and just simply wiping off door handles and disinfecting and all that stuff. So yeah. who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Nick, I was watching Modern Family last night. Nick, he came to work with MRSA. So. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Listen, we're idiots. What can we say? Yeah. Yeah, it took a while. But it, I, I, we're I, warriors, Steve. We're, we're warriors and idiots. There's a fine line. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he is, he is off today. So we will carry on with what we call a enhanced best of. Yes. So and we'll, we'll you be know cutting what? in and doing some of the normal stuff that we normally do. Yep. Plus, hopefully, some of your favorite bits. Yeah, so it's uh, it's. Wednesday, so that means it's a secret text word day. So nice. If you text the word secret to 39333, we will bounce back a word to you, and you will be in the running to win a four pack of movie tickets from Fandango. And later on, we will be checking in with uh, Alex and Mike, right? Yep, yep. So we do Fox Good Day uh, just a little bit before 8 o'clock this morning. So a couple of things that we're, you know, normally going to go. Couple old songs, couple old songs. <laughs> But some old stuff, some new stuff, and uh, hopefully you'll hang with us throughout the morning. All right. So uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We still have to do the stupid question. Yeah. And uh, and we'll get, uh, what what is that, $100 Fogo Deshaun gift card. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Do you know you can earn rewards just by shopping at Acme? Download the Acme mobile app and redeem your rewards for discounts on gas at participating Exxon stations or for free groceries. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
Thanks, Kathy. And we're going to grab an answer now, Case. Yes, uh, I, and the interns are doing a great job over there. They only had a couple of seconds. Kathy didn't even have a sponsor ready, so they had less time to get the answer. They rocked it. So let's go I would to... give them more time. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're good. We're good. They're I think... set to go. Yeah, so... Let's go to Steve. All right, we're going to go to Steve. Steve. Oh, i got to reach over the board over here. Steve on line six. Hey, Steve, are you there? Yeah, Matt Damon. Matt, Matt. Damon to you, sir. And a Matt Damon to your family. Uh, the stupid question, the movie, 1995 movie Outbreak. What was the animal that started the virus in motion? I believe it was a monkey. It was a monkey! Oh, That's right, it was a good movie. Uh, yeah, you know what? A lot of those pandemic movies are really good. The other one that I really like is Contagion with Matt Damon. Another good one. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Mike, uh, that is your name. No, your name is Steve. All right, I'm just going to put you on hold. <laughs> anyway, Steve, uh, you just won yourself a $100 gift card for Fogo to Shown. Uh, you can explore more with a $40 four-course dinner from Fogo to Shown, including select fire-roasted meals, market table, uh, Brazilian sides, even dessert. Try so Fogo's. good. Yeah, try Fogo's four courses for $40 in Center City and King of Prussia. Reservations at Fogo.com. All right, so we proceed again. We're going to have some of your hopefully favorite bits today, and uh, we'll be coming on live periodically throughout the show, so keep listening. What do we have up first, Case? Uh, we're going to talk about something that everybody has, uh, I think, uh, an experience with and, and perhaps a um, uh, an opinion on, and that is school lunches. All right, let's 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 go. We had mentioned, Kathy, and the news did earlier that uh, in Cherry Hill, there's this uh, thing with the school lunches that they have yeah, going so you, on. I guess the kids have an account, and uh, yeah. they're ser- you know, serving uh, certain lunches to the kids who don't pay their account. Yeah. Or in the rears, as they say. Yeah, so they, you have to you get a tuna fish sandwich and some other yeah. stuff, and uh, but that's now become the mark of, oh, you don't, you pay, don't pay your pay. bill. <laughs> oh, tuna fish eater. Uh, but Steve had mentioned, you know, don't isn't what you bring from home a lot of times a tuna, tuna fish, fish sandwich? sandwich? Yeah, absolutely. I when I was um, I didn't start buying lunch probably until I got into high school. And then by the time I was driving in high school, we could leave campus. Yeah. So go to McDonald's. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, we couldn't leave. No. Campus. Yeah. In high school. Yeah. And we no in high school. And we had a Burger King right across the street from our school. But no, that was like some kids would like sneak out. Mm-hmm. And but no, you'd get in trouble. If yeah. You we left. we could flat out leave. Uh, no, you had to. You had to go quickly. Or you would not make it make back it. in time, so you had to time it out. Well, so that's the problem with um, with some of the the lunches today. So, uh, for instance, at our elementary school, the kids get such little time to eat yeah. that I send Jace with a packed yeah. lunch because he bought one time and he said he he didn't even have time to. How long did they get? Part of his. I, I don't know exactly Kathy, the time, but I read a I read an article on this the other day yeah. about the fact that the lunch period has the time wise has shrank. Uh, nationally on a national well, level and, and that uh, people aren't getting uh, kids aren't getting enough food and it's not like it's uh, across the board i hear yeah. parents complain about it hmm. all the time in our district and it's ridiculous well, i don't know why they don't give the kids enough time to eat their damn lunch well, wait a second you come in so you're going to get first you get your the appetizers come out and then and then and then you pay the, the right. bill and you got it and then a little bit of chatter and maybe like an espresso right. and then I, back to class right, i don't right. think right, right, right. i don't okay so i i, I oh, wasn't, wait, that's the main line i wasn't sure if they don't were shrinking the, the, the lunchtime i i know at my kids school and i i have a real issue with this and i don't want to like raise a stink but but 
The problem is for the kids that have to buy lunch is there's one line and one cashier. And so it takes forever to go through this line. And then kids, they butt all the time, you know. So, like, my daughter gets, like, really upset about it because, like, you know. She's sitting there waiting. She is a rule follower, right? So, like, and then people are just, oh, front seats, back seats, and that whole crap. and, And so she's only, you know, now she's got, like. Five minutes to eat. You well, know, they need somebody to monitor the line. Yeah, it, but it, it's ridiculous. The kids come home starving. I didn't realize this was such a big thing huh. uh, because there were there were some. Uh, it was all the years going to school. It was a lot of kids brought their lunch. I mean, lunch, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I always brought. I never always. Yeah, yeah. Even still could be a lunch. I still bring yeah. my lunch. Uh, now it's a, it's a sixty pound tub of produce. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you're still bringing your yeah. lunch yeah. from home. My yeah. mom uh, would usually make uh, lunch for me and my brothers because there were two of us, so it just made sense to make uh, three lunches. Occasionally, my dad would make the lunch, and uh, those weren't as good. Yeah, uh, thanks for the bag of salt, Dad. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> bag of salt. But we would usually get about sixty to seventy-five cents for dessert, which could be applied to the freshly made uh, chocolate chip cookies, which were phenomenal. And they were one of those. They were the giant cookies that had. Uh, they were like gooey centers. Yeah, they were. It wasn't oh, the Spunkmeyer, or no? No, oh, it was, was like Meyer. They were. They were made in the in the cafeteria case. I okay. don't know. I don't know what they were. But well, Spunkmeyer could be made because a lot of no, times these yeah. these were like Conestoga homemade, and yeah. I I have a jonesing for them. In the in the uh, grade school days, though, the greatest day of the week was was pizza day. Yeah, oh, sure. When that would happen, that usually was even crappy awesome. cafeteria pizza was a godsend. Absolutely, and uh, it didn't matter. There was something that approximated cheese on it. You didn't mm-hmm. know whether it was that or they just melted <laughs> plastic spoons on it, whatever it was. But it was it, they called it pizza. Was your pizza yeah. like an Elio's? Was it yes. like rectangular? Yeah, yeah, yeah so mine was, was rectangular. Ours. But I actually liked our cheesesteaks in high school, and they they didn't even chop them up. I mean, it was really. All it was was, you know... That, like steak them? Like a steak them, basically, and they would throw a cheese in the middle and then... Would you ro- like more meat-like matter on that? They would, <laughs> they would roll the steak up so that the cheese was in the middle and, uh. and the, the entire steak was always fully intact. I loved it. Well, as I said earlier, for like eighth grade, you know, with kids... And I, I know kids can be finicky. I was in eighth grade, so I wasn't a kid. But for some reason, I got... I just... I got... Did the notion of sitting down to a full meal throughout school was something that I never, I never ate a big lunch. It was never anything yeah, that I did. But you know what? The the, pro- the kids need to eat. They are there so long, and if you, you can't learn if you're starving and your stomach is rumbling. Yeah, well. I mean, I'm not saying sit down for a seven-course meal like you joked, but yeah. they, they need to give them more time than they're getting. I was traumatized in second grade, hungry. though, Kathy, because I, they, they, it was a big ZD day. And uh, I threw up in front of the entire school. Oh, oh I remember that, that story. That was it. It traumatized me. We had French bread pizza day. Oh, my oh, God. Yes. I love French bread. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo. No, no, no. I the school didn't it have me. it. The teacher she was dating <laughs> took her out to a restaurant. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. I know a great French place up the road, baby. Let's cut out. I love Stouffer's French bread pizza. I really do. Uh, by the way, Steve. Um, I, I thought, really do. I thought we were sticking on. God, uh, Steve, you said that, uh, I just want to, <laughs> uh, you said, uh, well, it wasn't really a kid cause uh, you were talking about eighth grade. Yeah. Your perception of what an eighth grader is, is way off an eighth grader because I have a seventh and eighth grader now is still a child. Well, okay. Yeah. So I would have yeah. every day I would have, <laughs> my mother would pack a pickle yeah. in a bag and I would have a Lipton ice can of Lipton ice tea. Yes, oh, your mom would pack that? I thought you were saying like, that's for. what you... Yeah. Oh, okay. You yeah. did ask I, for I, it. Just, I did not want to eat a big meal. And every time, <laughs> so for me, it was the converse. Every time I would eat a big lunch, I would feel sluggish for the rest of the day. And uh, I, I, it was incredibly stupid, 
But, uh, you know, I never threw up on that, and Baked Ziti made me throw up, so I learned my lesson. One of the things that at the lunchroom that I never could wrap my mind around was the pizza roll. I mean, like, not little bitty, you know, appetizer pizza rolls, like a big burrito-sized pizza roll. Oh, you had those? Like, yeah, we had those. I'm like, that's not pizza. What are you What are you trying to do to me here? Listen. This is not appetizing you tramp. at all. <laughs> That and when they tried to push lima beans on us, I was like, like "Come on, dude, are you seriously?" Well, they 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 also knew, so they were selling the meals, and we would get the the printout, the printout of the, the menu. menu for the month, and it would be hung on the refrigerator, <clears throat> and uh, so you know what was coming up. But even they knew things that they weren't able to move after a while, like the lima beans and all those things that they you know the, the nutri- they tried as hard as they could nutritionally, but there were some things. That we're just going to move, and, and after a while they stop training. Kathy, so dump that on you. So you brought your own. You always brought yeah. your own. There was a stretch where I brought mine too. Did you ever trade with people? I no, I never trade. I you used know to. why? Because Preston, you know why? Because I had the whole wheat bread. I had the apple. nobody wanted what you I had. had. Nobody wanted. They wouldn't <clears throat> trade with. Try me. having a pickle. <laughs> I had, and you'll have an audio clip ready for this, but uh, I traded one time uh, with this guy. I was just, I, I don't remember what I had. I just wasn't interested in it. And he had, it was a pork chop sandwich. <laughs> pork chops. That's right. Really? It was a pork chop salad sandwich, actually. His mom had cut up a pork chop in a little bitty cube. Pork chop sandwiches. Pork chop sandwiches. Pork chop sandwiches. Some mayo and relish. Dude, it was awesome. Was it really? I started making that on my own. Wow. I hated those days the day after um, leftover sandwiches. Meat yeah. Sandwiches. Oh, my oh God. I, n- now there were no sandwiches. I love meatloaf sandwiches. Meatloaf yeah. sandwiches were great. Yeah. The, after Thanksgiving, when you'd have turkey sandwiches, yeah. all that stuff. I'm great. okay with a turkey sandwich, but anything like meatloaf or or roast beef, I don't. I can't eat stuff um, cold. That is really supposed to be hot. I, okay. can, I just can't do it. All right, I got gotcha. you. Let me get some calls on the line. I have Will, who works at a school on the main line. Hi, Will. You're on the air. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, I, I, uh, I'm a teacher, and uh, I have you know uh, have to monitor the lunchroom uh, every day as part of part of my schedule. And it's just amazing the the main line lunches <laughs> that uh, that arrive. Uh, everything <laughs> is you know Whole Foods and and Trader Joe's and uh, if I had a dollar for every uh, unopened package of baby carrots that I've seen thrown away. <laughs> uh, baby it, carrots. Yes. It's wow. Thrown, thrown right away. I can't imagine that there's there's very much lunch debt uh, going on uh, in our district. It's dramatically different than mine growing up. The the, the um, There were kids who, I mean, you talk about, so the Otis Spunkmeyer, Linden's yeah. uh, chocolate oh chip cookies oh, and those it. super dry brownies that I loved. And all that stuff, and that, and kids would just live on that. The Linden, and, and also vending machines with soda in it. You don't see that, right? Or did they even have those? Well, we anymore? didn't have those in grade school. Those are all gone. There's all gone, those, right? Yeah, yeah, they are. So is at this, the school you have there, is, is is there like a wine cellar, or what do they have? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I'm I'm shocked that there there isn't uh, some sort of a juice cellar, uh, <laughs> right? A juice bar, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> the sommelier, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what? Yeah, they're throwing away those those full package carrots. I actually saw this story out of Australia. There's a Melbourne's Girl College has removed all the trash cans from their premises and told students that they have to take home whatever garbage they have for the day. <laughs> no. Uh, and they said they hope that this will encourage everyone, students and staff alike, to reduce their waste by bringing less waste to school and in doing so create less waste at home. Huh. Because the school spent $13,000 removing over uh, 35,000 cubic feet of trash 
last year, and they were looking for ways to reduce the amount of waste they produce. So they're encouraging people to bring, yeah, you know, reusable Tupperware, uh, Tupperware Ded- things yeah. like that. Vegemite yeah. is heavy. Yeah, yeah. Is that Melbourne, Florida, or Australia? It's Australia. Oh, it is. Yeah, I believe so. Make sure you get on the right flight. <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, I don't know. I have to look more deep. What are all these kangaroos doing in Florida? Uh, let me see. <laughs> I'm going to go to Dave. Hi, Dave. You're on the air. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Professor. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to be Gary. <laughs> What's up, Dave? I went to Catholic grade school, so you had no choice but to buy your lunch. Yep. But then I went to public high school, and we had a progressive principal who experimented with open campus. And the food at the high school was absolute garbage. So <laughs> like we, what? We were... Uh, just, uh, I mean, rubber hamburgers, yeah. you know, chewy hot dogs, four-day-old peanut butter and jelly sandwich, that kind of junk. And so we would walk off campus and go to the Arby's. I went to Cheltenham, so the Arby's was down on Glenside Avenue. Yeah. And right next to that was a 7-Eleven. Wow. And we would go to the 7-Eleven and get the big Slurpees, pour a third of them out, refill it with vodka, take it back to school. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You'd be getting hammered and high. How old are you? I'm 61. Wow. Okay, so you're 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 getting hammered in class. Was everyone doing this? Uh, not everyone, but a good number of us. Huh. I can't say that that didn't happen at my school too. The bringing in of the vodka? Not to school, but okay. you could leave and have a little bit before you came back. Oh, yep. all right. If you wanted to. Yeah. Sometimes, okay. Sometimes yeah. I'd sneak off campus and eat my pickles. <laughs> <laughs> You dare Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Uh, but, yeah, Dave, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's uh, for, for the, the deviance in the school, your your opportunity to leave campus at some point also meant to deviant behavior from time to time so, while school. So right. they limit that? Then now most schools will not allow you to leave campus? I assume in this I day of heightened security and yeah. awareness. Yeah. Right? And you're not allowed to bring vodka back on a campus anymore, yeah. <laughs> you're supposed to buy it from the school store, right? Exactly, yeah. No, when we were seniors... You have any kettle one? <laughs> right. When we were seniors, we were allowed to go, Preston, just like you were. And uh, But uh, the rebels who were juniors would also try to sneak out, and, and the place that we would go was Pizza Hut. But you would have to, you'd have to be fast, because we only had so much time to get back to a campus before, uh, before you get caught. Uh, let me go to Michaela. Hi, Michaela. Good morning. Hey, guys. Sorry to bother you at work. It's all right, Michaela. What's up? Um, so I went to Archbishop Bryan. I graduated in 97, so I'm talking 20, 25 years ago. Um, we, so the, everybody loved the chicken sandwiches, and it was just like a plain chicken patty on a roll with, like, shredded lettuce. But they used to put out this giant, like, stainless steel mixing bowl of mayo, like huh. that really cheap eggy mayo. And everybody would just dip into the giant oh, mixing bowl, and it would just have like the lettuce from the sandwiches and like four oh, like, yeah. different like used plastic spoons, and nobody cared. They just loved the chicken, right? Sandwiches. Yeah, c- c- communal communal condiments like that. It, it, it's yeah, it was it's pretty horrifying. It's just the way it was. Like we loved it, but looking back, I'm like, oh my. I doubt they do that anymore. But well, the whole notion of of, of uh, hamburgers made in hot water. Which is you know they 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 boil the burgers basically that's yeah. how, you know they you get these sort of meat like little bit of cardboard wood pulp in yeah. the hamburger patties and those are the ones they'd serve you yeah I know we're not talking about college now but um you should check out the college cafeterias these days I They're mean solid aren't they solid really I mean good, really I, good choices and when I went to school it was fine what do you pay for a meal plan these days I, you know I'm not really even sure but like. 
at the very least, you could, it, they at least had like, oh, eat like cereal. So if you didn't like what they had, yeah. you could go make, you know, a couple of bowls of cereal for lunch or whatever, or, you know, you know, there's always a fallback plan. Now they have like smoothie bars and I mean, it's pretty insane. So my son starts at uh, going to Monaco today. Today's his first day. The nice. thing he is most excited about is they also teach massage therapy there and the students do free, apparently. Yeah. They massage. offer free massages. Yeah. I know the guy who runs Dude, the... he's really excited about that Parker Lawson massage. We had to go yeah. off campus to Madame Yang's. <laughs> <laughs> I know the guy who runs that program. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... I'll tell him Parker's coming by for a massage. If you, yeah, if you're going to school, take a look at the things can that I you can there? take advantage of <laughs> while they, you're they there. have to learn. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what it's about the, same the for sex like, therapy students? <laughs> yeah. No, for like, uh, for dental school, like it's a way to get free dentistry if you go and you, people have to learn how to work on teeth. Yeah, I used to And it works out great. Uh, so my uh, a girl I used to date lived in North Jersey, and it, it was the same thing. It wasn't free massages though, but it was like twenty dollars massages, and you would just go to this massage I institute. Think, yeah, I think you can. T- I think you tip. I'm, I'm not. I may be speaking out of turn. Maybe there's a. Would nom- you like a pickle? There might be a nominal. <laughs> a nominal charge. Oh, yeah, I have a pickle. It's all I have. <laughs> a pickle. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Josh. Hey, Josh, you're on the air. Good morning. Preston, is this where you want to be when Jesus comes home? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. What's that from, Josh? Joe Dirt. Joe, Joe oh, Dirt. Oh, wow. Oh, right. nice. Nary a day goes by when we're not quoting Joe Dirt. What's up, Josh? I wanted to confess uh, something I still feel guilty about from Please. time to time. Okay. Tenth uh, grade year, right? We just got a new printer. It was pretty detailed, and I decided to print both sides of a twenty-dollar bill and. Thought it was a good idea to tape them together with some like blue masking tape, and so I took it to school and I showed it to one of my friends, and he uh, took it out of my hands and went up to go get some cookies uh, from the line because we had the best sugar cookies, and he paid with a fake twenty dollar bill. And about five minutes later, you know, got his change, everything. About five minutes later, the lunch lady came back to us, and she said, "I think this is fake." But you're not in trouble. She gave us the full amount back, oh more change for the $20 bill, plus another two cookies. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So and, I, and why was she so too. kind? And this is where I live, sweetheart. Yeah. 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 Later on after school, I don't feel trouble. guilty about it, but... Well, listen. Okay. Well, as long as you didn't go into full time counterfeiting, right? I think uh, you know your 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 little cookie incident's not that bad. Do we give him absolution for that? For that confession? Is he okay? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Speaking of, uh, of absolution, real quick, because I just saw a text come over. I, I did not go to private school. I went to Catholic school, and there is a big difference between Catholic school there and is? private school. Yes. Uh, Catholic school is not for rich people. Okay, <laughs> the guy just, he's like, "Oh, you're rich. You probably had gourmet." No, I went to Cardinal Hara High School. My mom worked for the post office. My dad was a truck driver. I did not, you know, have a privileged. They got to pay for you to go there, right? I, but it's not private. Private, like. Uh, is is seen as more prestigious is, than a Catholic oh, I school. Know. So I was, like, I Catholic saw them. Case I always saw them as one of the same as a public school guy. So no. Justin, no. I used to have to sneak into my school because they wouldn't let me. I was from the other side of the tracks. So I had holes in my shoes, <laughs> fingerless gloves, yeah. and the teacher would always go, "You back there? Where are you from?" Yeah, uh, but just Casey, you got gourmet food every day, rich boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading that text. I'm like, so there's a comment. Today we're having cheese and crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there, there is a big time difference between just a, you know the Catholic school and a private school. 
big, big, big time. Is there a big money difference? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm talking like, so like a private school, uh, you're talking, you know, 20, 30, 40 grand a year. To and go a Catholic to a private school, school, eighteen grand. Eighteen grand, max. <laughs> 18, 18, 20, 20, 28 grand. Yeah. Here, here's a here's a definition. It says private schools just cost more than Catholic schools. Most private schools have smaller class sizes, and teachers have more time with students. In many cases, private schools offer IBAP gifted or international exchange mm. programs. Even though, although there are also Catholic schools offering these courses and programs. I mean, you still have to pay mm. for it. Um, you know. Uh, in addition to the taxes, there's no. Yeah. You don't need to be embarrassed that you were rich, <laughs> rich boy. That's right. Gourmet That's food. Right. Rich you boy. were the yeah. Luke Perry. Uh-huh. You were the Dylan the of. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, my Pulling dad up in your Porsche. My dad made our sandwiches uh, because my mom had to leave for work early. So my dad was the one who who he did all of the the lunches for right. wow. as long as I can remember. Yeah. Okay. The butler wouldn't take care. No, the butler. <laughs> he was only there to powder our asses. Jeez, would you prepare the sandwiches for the <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dr. Mike's on the line. Hey! He says that there is a medical side to all of this lunch discussion. So let's go to Dr. Mike Seregliano from Fox 29 and Penn Medicine. Hey, Dr. Mike. You know, whenever I hear these stories about the tuna fish, and remember when ketchup was considered a vegetable? Remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That it's a food group. Uh, you know, we're missing the point here. It, 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 no one realizes how important nutrition is. More than me, because I see adults that have had not good nutrition early on, and then I have to deal with the ravages of poor health. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we joke about this, but there's a, a point here. If we're going to have a nation that competes against all the other countries, and there's a lot of competition out there for technology and things, we have to have people that are smart. How do you get people smart? You have them in school and you have them fed well so that they can work harder, think better. And and, and I don't know what the problem is in, 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 in talking about private schools and everything. We're, we're a wealthy nation, and I don't understand why we don't treat our young people the way they need to be, mm. you know, in, in terms of giving them the tools to uh, improve their lives, improve their health, and make it a better country. I, I just don't get it. I don't understand why they're rushing these kids through lunch. I don't know why they're not giving them enough time. I'm not saying they need an hour to sit there and, and cause trouble in the cafeteria, but I'm telling you, the, I talk to parents all the time in our district. The kids are coming home starving because they don't have enough time to eat their lunch. How long is a lunch? How long is their lunch, exactly quote unquote, how, hour? I don't know exactly. Well, I, I always right, thought, I thought we got like an hour. But Casey's right about having to wait in line and get everything and then be able to right, sit down. Right. What about curbside pickup. Yeah, so well, I mean if the kids that are bringing their lunch uh, have way more time to sit down and eat their lunch than than the kids that that are buying their lunch. So so you know, sort of armed with this knowledge, you know, I as a parent have to do a better job of like preparing you know, my kids, their meals so that they don't have to waste. This is, I mean, it's really bad at my kid's school. It's one cashier. And you're talking about a few hundred right. kids that are so going through line. Got a solution for you. Yeah. Uh, give your daughter some money. Have her call caviar when she's <laughs> in the class just before yeah. she goes to lunch and uh, drop the food off there. I bet you, you know, there are some kids like Spicoli in uh, Fast Times who are getting the food delivered to the school. Yeah. Wouldn't this be our time? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but Dr. Mikey, they need time to eat, right? Well, 
it's funny you say that because my son, who just started middle school on Monday, told me he had 10 minutes to eat because exactly that. He was in line. The line was so long, he had 10 minutes to eat lunch. That's that's bullcrap. I, I mean, look, I, I haven't had a real lunch since 1993, but that's my own <laughs> choice, and, and that's I'm an adult. No, I know what you have during the day. You have frozen blueberries. I've heard what you eat. I well, I'm like a roach. I will find a calorie somewhere in, in the least expected place. But the, the bottom line is, is that we've got to find a way and emphasize the fact that our kids' health—they they, not to sound yeah preachy. Like a, preachy but the bottom line is is that these are our future and this is the future of our country and when it comes to resources this should be our primary focus education because you've got, if you don't have kids that are fed right and being able to go to to school and learn in an efficient uh, uh, way at their best at, at their best levels then then we're doomed well, so I'll, I'll tell you something at least on a basic level <laughs> I knew you were going to play that. Little Whitney never heard. The one thing you do have to do is to make sure they have enough time to sit there, ingest, let things settle before they go back to school. If they're getting ten minutes, or or if they're they're running by and and uh, they're they're frisbeeing a, a a burger patty into their mouth as they run to, that's not going to help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, but there's Steve, a lot if you if you go to a private school like Casey did, they'll di- they'll chew the food <laughs> yes, first. Yeah, like, like, like a mama bird, yeah, so they get time the, to chew. the digestion yeah. out of the way. My son has delicate mandibles. <laughs> Well, that, that's been done with kings. They get their food chewed before well, they yeah, get poisoned. Right, right. right. Thank you, Dr. Mike. Hey, love you, love you. Uh, we'll see you a little bit later. Okay. Yeah. Well, interesting, interesting. Yeah, you should. I, I agree. They need they need more time to, yeah. to get I, the, I, the. I always remember having a lot of time, Preston, sitting there, right? Yeah. Yep. Right? Absolutely. We had plenty of time. We could do all sorts of horrific things. <laughs> yeah, in fact, they usually ended up eating and then, like, going outside for a while because you could also kind of wander around a little bit yeah. uh, at lunchtime. Yeah. Right? Get some vodka. Yeah, get, get some vodka in your big, your big some gulp. Bong hits. Yeah, your, some bong hits. Uh, uh, visit the local prostitutes. We do need to take a break. Run we- weapons across the border. We're going to go live. Me file on the way. What's new? Glad you asked. Five finger death punch. Blue stones. Disturbed. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Okay, thanks, Kathy. As uh, we've said many times, we'll continue to say Preston's out today, feeling uh, under the weather. Hopefully we'll be back tomorrow. We're doing an enhanced best of, playing some of your favorite bits. And Casey, in a little bit, we will be going on with Fox. But for now, what do we have next up in the uh, chamber? I think we have to apologize for this next one. Uh, This is all about uh, Baby Shark and other annoying kid songs. Oh, yeah. Earworms. (laughs) There you go. I'm kind of glad that I don't have uh, babies or toddlers right now Uh because I don't have to sing Baby Shark. Oh, my God. What is it with this song? Oh, my God. I love it. You love it? I love it. Really? Yes. Last... Last week, it broke into the Billboard Hot 100. Oh, oh wow. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it joined, like, you know, Ariana Grande and 
you know, Post Malone and all these big hit oh, records. It's not even God. that Wait new. a second. This is Post Malone? Yeah, no, this, this isn't is, a, no. it's not a new song. No, it's no. been around for a long time. No, but it has taken off as of late. So yeah, that's what I was going to ask. My uh, my ex-wife would sing this uh, song to my son when he was a baby, and my son is 12 now. So she knew it from her childhood. <laughs> okay. And, and she picked it up, I think, in camp. Like, it was a summer camp song that you would sing with counselors and stuff like I that. I could see it's that. Like Poison Ivy. Uh, it's not at all like Poison Ivy. So I'm wondering why um, it all of a sudden has become as popular okay. as it is. Okay. Well, it's the the current, that version is by, I guess, a group called Pink Fong, or it's a person, I'm not really sure. Uh, it has, it's number 32 on the charts. 32 on the charts, baby shark. It has racked up 2.2 billion views on YouTube. And uh, they, this makes Psy look like Mozart. BuzzFeed asked some experts why the song resonates with kids and adults. The science behind why Baby Shark is such a, uh, you know, you can't get it out of your head. Uh, so, is there a backward masked message in this? There might. I don't know if they've done that Kill yet. your parents. Yeah. Kill your parents. Kill your parents. Uh, so, so with these things, um, there's a sometimes there's a, a phonic thing that just appeals to us. Yes, is that what they're saying? There is. Well, there's several reasons, and uh, the science was done. BuzzFeed went and asked experts okay. about why this particular song would catch the way that it did, and uh, so they they catch sharks. I get it. They mentioned several sources. One of them being Beatrice Ilari, who is an associate professor at the University of Southern California's Thornton School of Music. Thornton. Who has extensively uh, studied children's music? Thor, Thor. I go to Thor, Thor. Uh, She says the song at number one. It's repetitive. The song has a simple melody that is not only catchy but is also easy to sing and memorize. Uh, while simplicity makes sense for kids who have a limited vocabulary and feed off of repetition, it is also a key element of why adults find themselves mindlessly humming the song. Studies show that catchy tunes for kids can elicit intense pleasure in the uh, the brain's uh, dopamine... Uh, dopamine? <laughs> no, it's it's dopamine, but mm-hmm. uh, dopaminergic system. Yeah. Yeah, the dopaminergic system. I love this show. Where feelings of... No, you're thinking of... Um, you're thinking of propofol. Propofol, that's yeah. right, same thing. This yeah. is dopa, dopamine, so, um, which your body produces naturally. So the, the repetition in hearing this song repeated will... Cause the body to produce this. Yes, the dopaminergic system is where feelings of pleasure, satisfaction, and reward are rooted. So it's creating a good feeling. Yes. I could see that, though. I mean, especially this version. Like, their Mm -hmm. little voices are Uh so cute. Well, the dances that you have. There's apparently an accompanying dance that you're... you're, There is, and there's the one that I saw that I loved was uh, a bunch of gymnasts, young uh, girls doing a workout, an ab workout to it. Yes. And they go through the entire song. And you said to me, it would kill a normal human being. Oh, my God. I would (laughs) die. Doing these abs. (laughs) Little bastards. Uh, Research has shown that the uh, dopaminergic system works in concert with the superior temporal gyrus. I thought so. A region that is involved in storing information about all the sound relationships a person person has been exposed to. It's next to the the uh, sup dog. Uh, what's up, dog? What's up? <laughs> uh, music they listen to uh, while growing up. Music their parents listen to. Music their peers at school listen to. So it uh, it reminds you of these pleasurable days, these memories. These sound relationships offer 
predictions of what a person will find pleasurable and cause a release of dopamine. So you're saying the same thing that's it's connected to the same pleasure some person might get when they put on a submissive mask and get in a box or have an orgasm. Yeah. Or have, okay. Yeah, same so I, I, maybe I took it a little too far. Yep. Yep. A little far. Uh, all right. So, all so right. Who, who's the original creator of this song is is the uh, the band that you mentioned? No, 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 this, no, no. It's, that's what we're talking about. It's years and years old. Pink, old, Pink yeah. Fong is the current. Oh, all right, I'm okay. not sure who did the original. Pink now, Fong. There's oh. more. There's more serum. All right, there's, there's more. Please. There's more science. All right. Uh, it talks about family and animals. The second element uh, is called a compositional device. Common in children's songs, Baby Shark begins by introducing the main characters of the story. Baby Shark, then Mommy Shark, then Daddy Shark, Grandma Shark, and Grandpa Shark. Over the course of 11 minutes. Which are all familiar templates for a child. The repetition of each family member four times in the same melody with just the relative substitution further embeds the songs in kids' minds, feeding into both their love of storytelling and creating familiarity with the characters. Huh? So you got... Tell you, they really... They really ch- Cut this into pieces. Yeah. What's baby, that case? baby shark, mommy shark, daddy shark, grandpa shark. Side action shark. Side action shark. Weird uncle shark, right? Yeah. So exactly. they get the whole that's all. That was good. Yeah, thank you. That was your, all right. Uh, well, I was going somewhere, and then, uh, and then it Michael jumped fizzled in. out. Yeah. Listen, it's upbeat is another reason. The increasing tempo is especially important as a storytelling mechanism for kids. Uh, Ilari said there is a sense of action through the use of dynamics or loudness and tempo. Of course. The song becomes faster at the point of the song when the lyrics say, run away, do-do-do-do-do, to signal the small fish are running away and then slower to signal safe at last. I've never made it to the end of the song. I don't know what it does. You're safe from the sharks. Oh, safe Wait a second. Last. Yeah. Okay. All right, so you run away and then you're safe at last. So this, this entire extended family of sharks we're led to believe is attacking you? <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's the fish. Should we listen to the whole thing? Yeah. I'll keep it playing. Okay. So it speeds up at some point, Kathy? Yeah, it gets like a little bit faster. Okay. Grandma Shark. Uh, the upbeat tempo practically pushes kids to move and dance, and that's another reason why. Right. Kids love it. They dance to it. Kids All right. love to dance. Now I dance to it. Yeah. So here's Grandpa Shark. Let's go let's hunt. Let's go hunt. Oh. Oh. Let's kill humans. <laughs> let's kill humans. Let's go hunt. Let's go hunt. Let's go hunt. And now it's picking up. Okay. Run away. We're all going to die. It's the end. It's the end because you've been, you've been attacked and killed? No, so, they're safe. So it changes narratives. At the beginning, it's talking about this family of sharks, and then, hey, let's go hunt. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it changes to the prey's perspective of, we need to get the hell out of here uh, yeah. now. There's right, Chief, I'll get this shark to do to do do. It'll cost you to do to do to do do. It's not like traipsing down to the pond for bluegills or Tommy Cod. Do 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 do. Uh, so there's a whole narrative behind it. I didn't. I, didn't I want us to that. do the app workout and see how far we can get. Oh dear God! I didn't realize that the um, that the. Uh, yeah, because you're, you're led to believe, okay, this is a wonderful song about the extended family of sharks. So you realize that they're preying upon humans mm-hmm. who are in mortal danger. It's not humans, it's fish. 
They still show kids running away no, from the, the sharks. They're singing the song. The kids are playing the part. So, so how, really, do the, Kathy, then who's how do the fish away? get away? How do they run? They're saying run away. Where's fish. the logic? Fish don't run, Kathy. They're teaching kids about uh, sharks. They're okay. I think they're telling them to stay out of the water. Sharks are going to kill you. By the way, uh, the origin of the from uh, Wikipedia, Baby Shark started as a campfire song. So there really? you go. That's perfect for uh, you know camp counselors and stuff, Nick, like you were saying, where each member of a family of sharks is introduced with different hand motions, different versions of the song have the sharks hunting fish, eating a sailor. Eating a oh. sailor. Or killing people who then go to heaven. Oh, jeez. Ripping them apart. Tear them apart, 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 apart. Rip them apart, 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 apart. Suck their blood, 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 blood. Make them die. So the dance version of Baby Shark was popularized online in 2007. This is the German version. YouTube video named uh, Kleiner High. Yes, I uh, will make a song that will torture parents around the world. <laughs> Since they discontinued my medical experiments, I have nowhere to channel my anger. <laughs> so I shall create the most devious children's song ever. Uh, published by Alexandra Mueller. Is this the German version? Get out of here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Baby high. Oh, much more ominous. Okay. More along the lines of the. It's it's got more of the of the Jaws theme. You know, it's got that. No, German sharks aren't screwing around. Yeah. Kleiner high. So you hear him say that. That's the name of it. Show me your papers. Uh, Alexandra, it was published by Alexandra Mueller, who is also known by her stage name, uh, Elemuel. Yes, daughter Gerbils. Is set to the theme of Jaws and tells the story of the baby shark who grows up and eats a swimmer. The video gained popularity shortly after, and uh, Lemuel was offered a record deal by the label EMI, which published the song accompanied by Disco Beats on May 30, 2008. The single peaked at place 25 on the German charts. Oh, it did better than the American version. And actually went up uh, to 21 on the Austrian charts. Did Hasselhoff ever record this? That's a good question. <laughs> Based on the single and the original video, the YouTube community created a popular music video, which is a typical example of crowdsourcing. The German version of the song remains popular among German youth groups, and multiple variations have been published since it first gained popularity in 2007. It's so funny how clearly you can tell the, the, the more somber, serious German tone yeah, right? to the song. Baby no shark. Mm-hmm. We're not screwing around since sharks are coming after you. By the way, it's not uh, just a song. Baby Shark capitalizes on how children consume content through audio and video because Baby Shark embodies the... Uh, multimodality aspect of children's musical experiences. This is a multimodality. In our com- uh, contemporary world, the video aspect is very important, too, it says. Uh, and that helps that the video has high production values, bright colors, seamless human green, uh, green screen action, and toddler-friendly dance moves that make the video a must-replay. All right, outside of Baby Shark, which you said you weren't subjected to, mm-hmm. what was the most annoying kid song during the course of... Your childhood, childhood uh, of of my children, your children. Um, I don't know if you can remember back to your childhood because we we tended to that we, we were target audiences for these songs then. But what as an adult drove you out of your mind? 
We had it, the the whole Barney "I love you, uh, you love oh, me" thing had already kind of passed it. by the time my kids came around. Yeah, um, and I don't remember Steve. I don't remember. Well, anything. I think Dora oh, you know was what, annoying. Though? Dora, because Dora. Oh, I um, Dora. Yeah, but they would repeat things over and over and yeah. over again. And that's just how they would teach the kids. I'm right. The you know? map, like, I'm the map. 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 I get it. You're the map. Backpack. Backpack. Backpack, backpack. Nuts and buns and da 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 dildos in the pack. Not dildos. No. No. Oh. Dildos in the pack. Yeah. Dildos in the back. Um, I don't remember. I don't know what the lyrics are, but the the chorus is na 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 Elmo's world. Yeah. That was it. Na 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 na. Yeah. And there's a there's. Elmo has his crayon, his goldfish too. Yeah. And that one is an earworm that'll stick in your brain for the rest of the day. Uh, hang on a second. Uh, I'm going to go to, uh, let me go to Dustin. Hi, Dustin. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, buddy? I just want to uh, comment on your, uh, Baby Shark song. My son at his school has, they have a little different version. They do, uh, Baby Jesus, do do Jesus. And then they do Papa, uh, Joseph and, uh, Mama Mary. Dustin, in the song, does Baby Jesus kill a family of swimmers? <laughs> no, I don't believe he does. Okay. I don't think that's part of the song. All right, because they cha- they would have to change that because he would not be preying upon swimmers. Grandpa, yeah. God, do, 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 do. Grandpa, God, do, 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 do. I guess. All right, I mean, thanks, yeah. Dustin. How far does that family, the family of man? I, you know, I just, I'm remembering Caillou. I'm having, like, flashbacks and, like, terrible. Are there songs? It doesn't matter. No, he, he was, he was talking about beginning. annoying. Yeah. And he was just a whiny little bitch. Yeah. Was there, oh. was there, there a, a song, song There is a song no. in the beginning. Yes, yeah, there's oh, a song in the beginning. Jace yeah. used to the, sing the whole thing. If it's just an annoying cartoon, Caillou, that's different. Caillou. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to Jeanette. Hi, Jeanette. Good morning. Um, I'm from Glen Alden area. We actually do this for marching band um, when I was in high school, but the ending was different. Oh, okay. You did Baby Shark. You mean you guys performed it or you just all used to sing it? It was our warm-up when we had band camp. Yep. So the ending was Shark Attack and then Lost a Leg. And then calling 911. So you, so you do lost a leg, 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 leg. No, like it's doot, 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 doot. Oh, doot, doot, doot. Everything followed. It's doot, doot, How am I getting that from? Okay. Lost a leg, doot, 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 doot. Okay. And then there was call 911. And then I think you ended up actually dying at the end of it. It was like CPR. Wow. You guys carried it really. me, Don't let me die this way. Wait, wait, wait. Jeanette, how long ago was that? This was, I was in Marching Band 2011 and 2012. Okay. And my sister is in Marching Band now, and I believe they still do it. Wow. Uh, the, I don't boy, think yeah, I could put up with that. The original version came out in 2007, or at least the German version German did. Version. So it, it has been around for the a right while. The Reich version. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to go to, let me go to Maureen. Hi, Maureen. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, Maureen? <laughs> So my niece sings a song that's pretty similar. It's called, I think it's called The Finger Song. The Finger Song. So it's, Daddy Finger, Daddy Finger, where are you? Oh, yeah. No. Here I am, here I am, how do you do? And it goes through Daddy Finger, Mommy Finger, Sister Finger, Brother. Middle Finger. finger. Wifey's favorite finger. (laughs) But when, when I can't sleep at night, it's so repetitive that I'll sing it in my head to try and make myself fall asleep. 
Oh, yeah. that wouldn't help me fall asleep. That would keep no. me awake. I, I, I never heard it saying Thanks, with Maureen. the finger, though. Do you remember uh, uh, Baby... <laughs> no, baby. Yeah. You're doing uh, Baby Shark. Wh- no, no. Where is Thumpkin? Where yeah. is Thumpkin? Yeah. Here I am. Here I am. I or him? I was just in. I can't. I was just in mom. <laughs> then I wasn't dad. Can I say that? <laughs> Bring Bring me me it's so dark. It's so dark. It is dark there. It is dark there. Uh, let me see. I will go to uh, Kelly. She wants to stop. Hey, hey Kelly. Good morning. Yes, I uh, was literally singing that song, trying to fall asleep last night because my two-year-old nephew demands it. And because uh, his vocabulary isn't that great for baby shark, I kind of just get up. Bashar, Bashar, where it, it sounds like he's calling me a bitch all the time. <laughs> so he, as you sing this song, does he call you a bitch? Or as he's, as he's trying to sing it, he, he sounds like he's saying bitch. And then the first time, uh, the, 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 the finger song, the first time he ran up to me and started saying daddy finger, uh, I had to call my brother-in-law and say, what's going on? Sing the finger song, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole weird dynamic you got going on over there, Kelly. <laughs> We're a very loving family. <laughs> You're parallel. <laughs> You're a bitch. You're a bitch. Let me go. Your finger smells. Let me go over to Chris. Uh, hi, Chris. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, Chris? So I just wanted to call in and say uh, the first time I actually heard this song was back during freshman orientation at Rowan University back in 2009. Okay. Uh, shout out, shout out, Prof. Uh, <laughs> but so they were actually using this song to corral a bunch of, you know, hyperactive and loud 17, 18, 19-year-olds whenever we were changing parts of the orientation and going to different halls and sitting through different, you know, meetings and stuff. And everybody was being unruly. They would use this to kind of like get our attention. You know how a teacher does, where they just get totally silent and let sure. talk until and it worked. You know, everyone's saying, "Yeah, it actually did." It would take well, a couple seconds, but then everybody, at first, they would uh, they would join in the song, and then we started hearing it so many times over the day and a half orientation that by the end of it, we we're just like, "All right, you guys are treating us like toddlers." All right, so wait a minute, Chris. So like the the teacher would start singing it, or or someone in charge. Well, so it was actually the, uh, so they had kind of like uh, other upperclassmen at Rowan, and they were actually the ones who, uh, I guess, were like the tour guides, more or less. Okay. The day and a half orientation. The tour guides. Yeah, so whenever we were in large uh, assemblies, they would use that to get everyone to quiet down. That's kind of wild that you, uh, you're dealing with college-age students who are being... Yeah. Mollified by the Baby Shark song. That's interesting. Thanks, man. Now, Jessica thinks that this goes back even further. I'll go to her. Hi, Jessica. Good morning. Good morning. How are hey, you guys? Good. What's up, Jessica? Um, so, I grew up in Arizona, and I am 40 years old, and I was singing Baby Shark when I was in kindergarten. In Arizona, landlocked. That mm-hmm. far back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, also, along with the song going peanut, peanut butter, and jelly. And it was how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that song's been around for a long Pe- time. Uh, how, does it, how does it go? Peanut, peanut butter, jelly. 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 I've forgotten the, the whole thing, but yeah, I've sang that since I was a kid. It's you chucking a, a baby shark, too, on it? In fact, I remember hearing that uh, at Hershey Park. They had it playing over the uh, the sound system there. Which we thought was fun. Little thing along <laughs> oh, that was super fun. It's, so fun. Great. it's mm-hmm. a good time. Yep. See, all of my songs from childhood are like Bible songs. 
Yeah. You know, there's nothing fun like baby. We didn't think baby, baby shark. Christ, Christ. God, there was. <laughs> so my nickname in high school was Peabuds, and yeah. uh, there was this guy John Wetzel. Whenever he, son of a bitch. Whenever he drink, no, he's he's all right, yeah. but but he would always go Peabuds, peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever hear that? Peabuds, peanut butter. Ah. Thanks. John. I think I like these type of songs because they're sort of like the jingles. Like it's just that catchy song; it gets stuck in your head. Yeah. Well, the the the, the successful ones are, as they say, ear- earworms. You cannot stop humming them. Yeah. Jace used them... to yell at me and tell me to stop singing. He never <laughs> so we didn't like sit in the car and mm-hmm. sing these songs together, yeah. and I would like have to hum them because he didn't want to <laughs> listen to any of them. But this apples and banana song that Matt was talking about on on line five that was like one of my favorites, and I would right. always try to get him into it, and he'd be like, no thanks. Let me go to him real quick then. Hi, Matt. Good morning. Yeah, what's up, guys? Gadzooks. Hey, bud. Gadzooks. So, Gadzooks, what, apples and bananas? Yeah, man. I'm 21. So, back when I was in, like, kindergarten, which I guess was 05, 04, around then, um, that was the big song. And if you ask any, you know, you <laughs> just say apples and bananas, any kid from my generation it triggers this old. How does it go? How does it go, Matt? The only part I can remember, I think it repeated, I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. And I think that just repeated it. Right, Boy, but, but then it changed. You you would change it to apples and bananas. Like, it, it was ah, like... Apples yeah. and bananas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you just play with the words? You'd play with the words, yeah. Apples yeah, and bananas. Bungles and bedingles. <laughs> anus and bananas. <laughs> All right. Uh, that Let's one, feel that anus. I am not familiar with. There are a few people that are mentioning this, Steve. You're talking about songs uh, that uh, from your childhood. I'll go to Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Good morning. Hey, guys. How are you? Great. What's up, Tracy? Hey, I just wanted to add a song. My kids, when they were growing up, were into a group called the Wiggles. Oh, we know the Wiggles well. Uh, they, they were here in our yeah. studio. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll they, pull up a jingle they did for us here in a second. Go ahead, Tracy. Excellent. Well, they used to sing a song called Fruit. Salad. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Salad. yeah. Yummy, yummy. Yeah. And I would find myself, even like, you know, because I would drop my kids off, you know, we would sing it in the car and find myself at work, you know, walking around going, fruit salad, yummy, yummy. Yeah. <laughs> would you and ever just like, pull, what are you singing? pull into a parking lot with a flask and listen to it? <laughs> fruit salad, man. <laughs> so good. Uh, here it is right here. Thank you. Yummy, You've got yummy. it? Yep. All right, here, listen to this. The Wiggles. Preston, Casey, Kathy, Nick, Marissa, and Steve. MMR 93.3. Preston loves to eat those scabs. <laughs> MMR 93.3. They love to say, well, get Zooks. MMR 93.3. Preston and Steve rock. Preston and Steve, Preston and Steve, Preston and Steve rock. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> and they added a girl to the to the yeah. lineup. I don't know whatever happened if it if that show continued on or not. I the think Wiggles. it did. Did it murder yeah. suicide? No. Uh, you know what? This um <laughs> uh the people that did the the new version of uh the shark song apparently they have another song as well. Somebody sent me a link to it. I've never heard of it, but I, I sent it over to Marissa. Baby Nautilus. Uh, we we would sing actually from SpongeBob the Campfire song, which is. Uh, this is the C-A-M-P-F-I-R-E-S-O-N-G song. C-A-M-P-F-I-R-E-S-O-N-G song. If you sing it long enough, it's going on and on. Uh, C-A-M-P-F-I-R-E-S-O-N-G song. Like that, that and the fun song. F is for stuff who do stuff. To- Wait, F is for friends who do stuff together. U is for you and me. N is for oh, nose picking, something that I'm sand licking. Down in the deep blue sea. I like that. That one was a lot of What about of fun. The, the name? The, the name... 
game, right? Oh, yeah. The name, yeah. That's, that, that was a classic. Banana, banana, fana, fo, fana, me. I still love that. Fo, fana, suck it. No, uh, that's not in it. Oh, I'm sorry. Marissa? No. Did, did Skinnamarinky, Skinnamarinky, Dinky Dink get any of you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Skinnamarinky, Dinky Dink, Skinnamarinky do. I love you. I love you in the morning and in the afternoon. I love you in the evening and when underneath the poo. moon. Yes. Skinnamarink. And it had hand motions, too. That was the original theme song for the movie Philadelphia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but they thought tonally it didn't match. From the Elephant Show. Skinnamarink? Yeah, Skinnamarinky dinky dink, Skinnamarinky From the do. Elephant Show? I don't remember the oh, Elephant Show. What the hell are you talking thing. about? Okay. It was part of a, a larger show called Two Knuckles Deep Preston. Oh, that one sounds that familiar. But, do you want to hear you know. uh, the other song yeah, by please. these guys? It, so is it called The Beaver Song? Okay. Yes. The Beaver uh, Song? All right. There it is. Beaver! Beaver hands and beaver teeth. Beaver room, beaver out. Let's all do the beaver cars. Beaver You know what? It's not. It's not as uh, immediately catchy no. as like the shark song. Yep. The shark song, Baby Shark, is so repetitive so quickly. Yep. And you're and it. I think for a kid, you need to be able to lock on to that. And this particular song uh, requires too much listening before you figure out the yeah. repetition. Apparently, the Cub Scouts sing that song. Okay. Here's a... Uh, Beaver song? No, yeah. ba- Baby Shark Valentine's Day song? Let's hear it. Okay. Yeah. It's a ballad. Okay, this doesn't sound... It's exactly the same. Yeah. Did he mention Valentine's Day? I love you. Oh, come on. Oh, so you just throw that in? Though they have an Arbor Day version. Plant a tree. Hold on. There's got to be some at the end. Valentine's Day. There you go. Oh, and at the end, they eat a a man proposing to his wife in the surf. okay. All right. Fiance. what they call the sophomore slump there, Preston. Uh, somebody says, hands down, the best kids musical music is from Yo Gabba Gabba. I just don't remember any exact songs from Yo Gabba no, Gabba. I remember they're... watching that. Yep. Um, Wait a second. What? This is not accurate. This shark has a mustache in the video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hang on. Let me go to Brenna. Hey, Brenna, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up? So, as a kid, my name was Brianna, and nobody could pronounce it, so they would say banana. So I always got sung to the bananas in pajamas are coming down the stairs over and over and over. Was that a pre-existing song or was it created for you specifically? No, No, that's a whole show on bananas in pajamas. Bananas in pajamas. That's just the theme song for it. That's right. That was a show. I forgot about that. By the way, the apples and bananas song would go through the vowels. It would teach the kids the the different vowels and you would change apple. Preston, there was a vivid movie called Banana in My Pajamas. Shut up. <laughs> so it'd be eeples and beninis and then yes. eyeballs and banana eyes yes. and stuff. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Sure, that wasn't dog fart. <laughs> it's on dog fart. Oh We're doing dog dot com. Banana in my pajamas. Orange yeah, down the hall. Hey, you want to something for you, man? Dog yeah. fart. Yeah, baby. Dog fart. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> 
uh, look how I find my pajamas. It's a banana. All right. I wonder who's with us. Well, any, anyhow, uh, we, we have to break here because we got to get to our, our money giveaway and so forth. But I just wanted to break down why scientifically Baby Shark and songs of that ilk are so catchy and really latch on. And there's a bunch of scientific reasons behind that. And if you're just tuning in, we went through those. It's, it's, it is jumped onto the Billboard, uh, which chart is it? It's number 32 on the Billboard Hot 100, Baby Shark. Yeah, well, they should add that to a torture regimen. Yeah. You know, if they're looking to, uh, instead of waterboarding, just do use that. So if you're curious why, is because it, it helps, it, it releases dopamine in your brain for a number of different reasons, and that's why people like that song. All right, anyhow, we need to take a break. Uh, let's come back in a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show broadcast live from Philly Spring Training. Not so much X's and O's or pitching rotations. It's the gang celebrating the promise of spring and baseball. Things like Preston becoming a beer man or how Casey Boy got batting practice tips from Uncle Charlie. For MMR fans flocking south to Clearwater, meet up with the show after their broadcast at Frenchie's Tiki Pavilion in Left Field before the Bills take on Detroit. Tickets and info at phillies.com. Can't make it to Florida? Hit up WMMR.com and enter to attend the home opener and a hers prize pack. Preston and Steve, live from Philly's spring training. Sponsored by hers, the ace snack of your pantry. And 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. All right, thanks, Kathy. We are waiting on Fox, our friends at Fox, to go live with them any second. Now, what are we looking at, Marissa? 10, 15 15 seconds. seconds, They're so accurate on television, you know. They are. We could be fluid and relaxed (laughs) and sloppy, which is what we excel at. I could never work in TV. No, no. (laughs) Not a chance. Do they know that Preston's out? Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Would that be a surprise? Well, sometimes we'll cut to them, and <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a surprise yeah. anchor. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, so we'll give it a few seconds, and oh, oh wow. we're on TV now. <laughs> Just like TV, there's the music. There it is. Okay, this is where we uh, talk to President Steve, and uh, President is out. Uh, Steve, Casey, everybody there. What, yes, what's he have? He has the flu. He has the flu, the regular flu. So Not he's at, at home uh, uh, resting. Hopefully he'll be in tomorrow. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. I'm sure you heard about this. United Airlines flight from Colorado to Newark, New Jersey, was forced to divert after a passenger sneezed and everybody went nuts. It yeah. got so crazy on the plane, they had to divert. Uh, <laughs> what are you seeing around the radio station and hearing from people? Well, it's kind of weird. We, we're of a mind to, uh, to uh, not panic. And I just remember, I was never a fan of just flying... When when none of this existed and someone was sneezing next to me, I had to realize that I was like I was in the doctor's office the other day and someone came in and sat right next to me in an empty room, an empty waiting room, and I'm like, are you kidding me? And then I realized, well, you know what? It's not just because it's Corona time. I would hate that any time. So you put it in perspective. I mean, you you know. I listen. I, I know people are hyper. You get the stink eye whenever anybody now sneezes. Right. And but if you follow as Doctor Mike has told us, proper protocol and take the precautions, 
Mm-hmm. You should be good. You, I think everyone needs to sort of tamp down on. But it's the, like I would say at the station, it's half and half. There, oh, there's you, you people. Think so? who, yeah, there's yeah. people who are are you know freaking out a little bit. And, Kathy, uh, listen, I'm I'm on that side. I think Preston Preston should stay home for the rest of the week uh, because I, mean, I don't life. because I don't want to get it. You know what I mean? And I don't right. think that you sh- if you're still contagious, you should not spread it around here. But then there are people who aren't as hypochondriac as myself. Yeah, you're. <laughs> she's you're not hypochondriac. I think it's it's wise to see this like these efforts. Right. To do the cleaning and all that stuff, but I also so Casey, think you yeah. be careful. Did you notice that there were twenty thousand people at the Flyers game last night? Uh, yeah, yeah, and and you know I have tickets for the the Sixers game tonight. Yeah, uh, and I think those tickets are probably going to go unused, and it's not because I don't think my wife will let me go. It's <laughs> as simple as that. Like I probably would go and. Um, maybe try and stay away from people. Well, but... the good thing at like a Flyers game is the seats are a good seven or eight feet apart yeah. from each other, so <laughs> right. uh, you're not right jammed in there. Uh, not anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I no, just but... feel like if I sneeze, I have to explain myself. Like, oh, I'm sorry, that was just allergies. Yeah, right, right, yes. Right. Right. yes. Right. Yeah, it, it'd be wise to go around with your medical records pinned to your chest. <laughs> you know, a, a friend of mine, a friend of mine works at Chop, and she takes her scrubs off that has uh, Chop written on it when she leaves work because she said she feels like people are like walking away from her because yeah. she works there. I'll, I'll tell you one thing, wow. I do. I, I it used to be sort of fun for me when I'd pass a place that had one of those medical refuse boxes outside. I'd peek inside and see who was in it. <laughs> I don't do it anymore. You can't do it anymore. People like, look know, at you I weird. don't want to take the risk. Listen, are, are we all going to die? No, but is there a reason to have some uh, cautious behavior and to maybe not get sure. on a plane if you're uncomfortable doing so? I, I yes, think that that's fine. And and people in planes are a little more sensitive to people. You know, maybe even at a Flyers game or a Sixers game. So <laughs> I'm a little nervous about flying Clearwater tomorrow. However, I'm still going to go. I, I think it's a good message to put out there that uh, we're going to be okay. We're going to get through this. Yeah, and and right. it's I think it's good to travel because it shows other people that you're going to make it. And you're going to be back. And by the so way, you don't have to go. You if, don't have if, to go through what I'm going through. What's What's going, what do you have going? Well, I'm old and I'm at risk. Oh, no. oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So you, Mike, we can get an apartment together. I'm yeah. old too. <laughs> And we'll I think hunker Mike down. Wants to be quarantined. Yes. Well, oh, honestly, like, yeah. Pick me. Said, yeah, we'll just round up old people and put them in internment camps. The ideal situation <laughs> is that Kathy and I get sick when we're in Florida and we, we're not allowed to come back. We have, we're not allowed to fly on Sunday. Imagine that oh, being stranded in Florida. Yeah. yeah. Alex, yeah, the, other day, the other day, the other day, I uh, chewed some peppermint gum, and you know, sometimes when you start like chewing gum right in the very beginning, kind of makes you sneeze. Yeah. Yeah. And I did that, so I, I it's not. I didn't even have allergies. I wasn't sick. I didn't have allergies. Peppermint. I was just chewing peppermint gum, and I sneezed. When I walk out in the sun, for some reason, yes. I sneeze once or twice, and in the parking Quarantine lot. Quarantine, Casey, right now. Corona. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Corona, Casey. Yes. Uh, yep. What? Thank you, guys. Good luck. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks. Same to you. Life. Oh, yeah, they'll be yeah. fine. They'll be fine. Hey, um, is sneezing part of the uh, symptoms of corona? Well, it's, a part of, it's part of regular flu as well, right. which is contagious, and, and it, so those things. They keep saying the dry cough is like... That's the, one of the things. Yeah. 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 So and, do we want to talk about Clearwater at all right now, or do we want to save that for later? Uh, we were hoping that we'd get Preston on, but right now, the way things are going to go, Nick, we might as well, because uh, we, we're going to follow through with it. But the decision was made because Preston um, is, um, you know, is, is coming towards the end of his uh, bout, and uh, we're not quite sure about his contagious level. Dr. Mike is monitoring, but of course, Dr. Mike is the best doctor in the world so he's making sure that we're all up to speed we all have um gotten on the uh, the tamiflu to make sure uh you know that's a preventative measure but the decision was made that we have to practice what we preach and we can't 
you know, sit Preston in an airplane shoulder to shoulder with strangers. Yeah. Plus, and, you know, and after... it's just a regular flu. So it wears you out. Too. It, it does wear you out. So what we're going to do is Preston, myself and Casey will stay here and our correspondents, <laughs> our sports correspondents, Nick, Kathy and Marissa are going to head down and we're going to get those interviews and do that because they're taking precautions as well. The Phillies the, the and Major Phillies, League Baseball. Everybody's taking yeah. precautions, which as you said, and correctly so, Nick, during our conversation with uh, Mike and Alex, it's it's good. You know, for for at least a, a little span of time while we're in the throes of this, yeah. take the precautions. Why not? If we can head this off at least at some level, that's great. It's going to spread out. It's going it, to, you know, the, the corona is going to... Um, it, it'll it'll branch out. You'll have those more infections. You'll have more people getting it. However, uh, that said, if you can, you know, control that as best as possible, that's good. So you guys will go down. We'll let you get it. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got team one and team two. And on so, Friday. so what we'll do is we'll be throwing to you uh, out down there, and uh, and you'll get the. Uh, and who do we have, by the way, uh, lined up for we interviews? Have, we have some really good interviews lined up, which was the other reason that we wanted to go through with this. We uh, we we made this, these plans months ago, and we wanted to do it in the first place. I'm really sad that you guys can't join us because it was fun the last couple of years. But uh, we're gonna have Reese Hoskins on. We've had him on every year, and, and Reese is great. We're gonna have Joe Girardi. He came to Camp Out for Hunger this year, and I'm really excited to speak with him again. He's just a, a, an interesting guy. I'm glad he's the Phil's manager now. Now, uh, for the first time, we're going to have Bryce Harper. We didn't Which is a, cool. We didn't we, get him last year, of course. No, and, and uh, he was very limited in the amount of interviews he could do last year. So uh, we're going to get to meet and chat with Bryce Harper, which would be really cool on Friday morning. How far morning. do you guys have to be They're going to They're going to be actually where we, we're going to be up in the outfield and the interviewees will be on the pitcher's mound. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, you guys will be closer be, here yeah. in Ballard than we will in, <laughs> right. in Clearwater. So what's going to happen is, Nick, and we've, uh, we've armed you both with semaphore flags. Right. So you can message them your questions. No, uh, believe it or not, six to eight feet. Yeah. Uh, it's outside anyway. Right. And, again, these are highly paid athletes who are supposed to deliver and do the, Even LeBron James, who was saying, I'm not going to play to an empty, uh, uh, you know, uh, arena, arena yeah. is saying, hey, for, for a couple of weeks, if we do it, that's fine. So and one more interview. Precaution. I, I want to mention that Zach Wheeler is going to be on the show as well. Zach was the big uh, free agent acquisition in the offseason. So uh, three players and manager Girardi, uh, which would be cool. And then, yeah, you guys will obviously be a part of the conversation up here. Uh, and it'll be a work in progress. We've never done this type of a show before, but it'll be fun. We, uh, no, Kathy drew a, a very uh, valid comparison when she goes and does Kathy's cuts. Yes. You know, we, we do we do uh, 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 check-ins and that'll be the deal. So that'll be Friday's show. And it's going to be all about the, Yeah, it'll be all about the sights and sounds of uh, of uh, a spring training and yeah. the whole thing and, and getting excited for the new season just in a little bit uh, a safer way and a better way to allow Preston to fully recuperate. In case, by the way, um, this is according to the CDC's website. The symptoms for coronavirus are fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath. So no sneezing. So if you see somebody sneeze, you're good. You're good. Relax. They have the flu. Relax. Relax. That's <laughs> just the regular flu. You just have the regular flu, which right now has killed far more people. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I also need to know, and maybe this isn't time to discuss this, what's the difference between flu A and flu B? Uh, it's well, just we're not, well, do you honestly think yeah. we should be assessing and giving information? I think you should. <laughs> I, read, I read about it. It's just it's a different strain, and it's it, a different it's, letter. I know that, and it, it's the strain that the the flu shot uh, is not protecting against. So it it did protect against some flus, but not influenza B, which is what Preston got. Believe it or not, this year it was again. It's always sort of a, a, a it's a it's a it's a gamble. Yeah. Uh, this year it was forty five percent accurate against the flu. Last year, I think it was something like 29%. Okay. So this year, the the, uh, the flu shot, again, but it doesn't mean you're not going to get the flu. 
But they always recommend that you do get the flu shot. You yeah. know, just as especially in those cases that we know now are the most susceptible to both the regular flu and to the coronavirus. Uh, if you're in that 80 or that, that you know, 70 and above, if, even if you're 60 and above with extenuating circumstances, if you have medical conditions, if your immunity is low, if you've had this poor gentleman who who is 69 and passed away, he had a series, a long history of, mm-hmm. of heart issues. Yeah. So th- that's something where you have to be cautious. So, um, but otherwise, most people who get it, 90%, 85 to 90% of people who do get the coronavirus will have mild flu-like symptoms and may not even know they have it. And that's kind of the issue with knowing just how many people have it and how many people have the regular flu because the symptoms in met for most people will be fairly similar. Ha <laughs> uh, uh, There we go. Let's move on to the bizarre file. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you by hers, pitchers and catchers, infielders and outfielders, Kathy... Nick, Marissa, <laughs> potato chippers and cheese curlers, spring training, keep it Philly Philly, hers, official sponsor of the Philadelphia Phillies. A Florida man decided to park his car in his kitchen in order to protect it from Hurricane Dorian. I did see this. It's a smart car. Yes. So it's one of those tiny cars. But Patrick Eldridge revealed that in addition to uh, <laughs> protectus to Oh, Protectus is the god of cars. Oh. It's p- to protect his car. <laughs> I am Protectus. <laughs> uh, these these typos are going to freaking kill me. Uh, to protect... I shall protect your smart car. For I am Protectus. Uh, to... Fear not the hurricane. <laughs> to protect his car from blowing away, he wanted to prove to his wife... That he was an idiot. Uh, that <laughs> Hail protect us, protect us of light. Protect us, protect my car tonight. I am protectus. I like that little prayer. Did you like that? I just made that up. <laughs> I like that a lot. I couldn't remember it if I tried. Uh... <laughs> Uh, so anyhow, she, uh, he, he wanted to prove to his wife that he could actually fit it in the kitchen. Now, Jessica, her car, his wife was already parked in their garage. She was parked in the living room. <laughs> and to avoid cleaning their garage out, Patrick decided to park it in the house. Jessica said, I said there was no way he could. He said that he could. So he opened the double doors and had it in. It, I was amazed that it could fit. And he had it in with absolutely no problems. With the car in the kitchen, Jessica had to move around it to uh, cook and serve dinner. I said, I'm hoping that he will put it out pretty soon once the wind dies down. Uh, there is room, and it's not in the way, but my dogs are confused by it, she said. What do you think the weight of an average smart car, like the one he has, which is you know one of those really tiny ones? Eyes under 2,000 pounds, That's maybe? what I was thinking, yeah, yeah. Something like that. They're so tiny. Who knows? A man who police say pretended to be unconscious because he was behind on his rent found this was not likely the best way to uh, avoid his landlord. Uh, the owner of the apartment called police when he found his tenant, 28-year-old Ted Zarens, unresponsive in the apartment. So he called for assistance and police officer Curtis Pickard uh, responded, or Picard, responded to the call. <laughs> 
along with Maine, uh, Maine State Trooper. When police arrived, they found Zarin's conscious and responsive and not in need of medical assistance. He was essentially playing dead, mm. so he didn't have to pay his rent. That's a good method. Uh, the officers discovered there was an I out- can't pay. I'm dead. It was an outstanding warrant uh, for Zarin's who had allegedly failed to appear in court regard to a uh, threatening charge. <laughs> A notorious magpie whose habit of swooping on passersby in Sydney, Australia, led to dozens of complaints, was shot dead, prompting an outcry from magpie lovers. Uh, the local council defended the shooting, the, uh, saying the particularly aggressive bird uh, was not taken lightly. The, the, uh, uh, the complaints about him was not taken lightly, and the decision wasn't either. The magpie had attacked people, sending uh, some to the hospital. Well, that's that's a little more aggressive. Yeah, the Australian magpie is a different species to the European bird. Which of course it is. It pro- you can probably pick up cars. With which it shares its name. During mating season, the Australian magpie can become aggressive and attack humans crossing its territory. But the species is protected by law and can only be dealt with by local authorities. Magpie was shot by the council after more than 40 complaints. One resident suffered a heart attack following an attack. Uh, And a council spokesperson said this particular bird was very aggressive and uncharacteristically territorial and tried to attack people's faces, going so far as to deliberately try try to swoop underneath cyclists' helmets. It was nicknamed the Windsor Road Monster. After carrying out such attacks over several years. Uh, and apparently one user wrote, same magpie, swooped three times and hit right side of head and scratched my face. He started by coming in at eyeball level straight on, and I've never known a more aggressive magpie. So they tried to catch it, but they ended up shooting it. I've never known a more aggressive magpie. <laughs> I've been riding my bike down the street for 25 years, and I've never seen a more aggressive magpie. They had had it. All right, and then uh, we'll do one last story, and this is funny. I saw the, the pictures of it. A manatee in St. Lucie County, Florida, took advantage of the rising waters due to Hurricane Dorian to grab a nice meal. Corinne Hogan, Hogan had posted video to her Facebook page of the gentle giant swimming up into her backyard <laughs> and eating grass. Wow. She said, the tide is so high, we actually have a manatee swimming in our yard right now. I love those things. I yeah. do, too. They're beautiful. Uh, Hogan said in the video that is actually in our yard. Wow, she's a big girl. I Ho- killed it. Okay. <laughs> Hogan said. I beat it to death with a lawn chair. That the high tide was up about four feet in Palm City after the manatee filled up on grass. So the animal swam back in to Hidden River and took off. My wife took a diving trip one time with the whole express purpose to go down and swim with the, the manatee. Oh, yeah. yeah? Yeah, and loved it. They're just amazing. That's cool. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you now. We'll be back in a moment. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. 
Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, thanks, Kathy. As we uh, want to do when Preston is out, or it's not quite the show, we do what we call uh, enhanced best of. So we have an interview coming up with one of our favorite people, Apatarpi Bajababu. That's exactly it. Akbar email. Oh, there you go. Yeah, thank God you can say it. Uh, but I remember this interview being really good, and he was really engaging. So enjoy. Our next guest is back in our studio and uh, is back in town uh, and has a new book out. And uh, you know him from American Ninja Warrior, maybe his years in the NFL or both, possibly. Please welcome uh, Akbar Bajabiamila to you. So I'm so happy to be back uh, here in Philadelphia. Uh, the good thing is, is uh, I didn't embarrass myself this time around. <laughs> That's what I heard. Yeah. So to recap, uh, last time, I think it was the last time you were in town. You guys- actually. This is the day last year. Okay, you kidding? This, yeah, you're at the, the Phils game. The yeah, throw out the, the first pitch, and you you had a rough one. Yeah, I had a rough one. Yep. Um, I, only a couple of people saw it though, which is good. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, why are you guys playing this thing? Why, Just to uh, reminisce okay. a little bit. I, I mean, can we get a replay on it? Because I, I think the best part of this that people forget in this whole thing is they didn't look at my leg. I mean, look at the leg go up. I mean, you could see the leg go up, and there was a nice kick. Oh, yep. And uh, Dennis Eckersley actually called me and said, like, that was a really good, like, Eckersley impression. Well, okay. every, yeah. everything was there in presentation. Yes. Uh, execution is where it fell down. Yeah, yeah it did. Yeah, yeah. It did. Look, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a pitcher, okay? <laughs> All right? Give me a break. Like... I was a defensive lineman, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like you were trying to really throw it, fire it okay, in there. Okay, so it, 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 here's That's the, the truth. Uh-huh. The night before, I saw... Uh, President Barack Obama, yeah. I saw President George W. Bush throw out a first pitch, and I just thought to myself, man, they look like old men throwing it, just kind of, <laughs> just, hey, yeah. uh, just lobbing it. Yeah. I was like, uh, no, that's not me. I like, I have a little bit more pride. I'm a former professional athlete, and inside, there's still that thing, like, I want people to see me that way, like, I can oh, yeah. still do some things, yeah. you know what I mean? He's got the gift. And so, I I come up in there, and I'm like, I'm about to, I'm about to surprise them. <laughs> they don't know what's about to come in there. I'm about to bring a little heat. And the heat came on me in a different way. It uh-huh. went from, and look, this was my very first time ever throwing a pitch and having a first pitch. So I felt honored. It was crazy. Yeah. I Philly, like, I said, man, they showing me some love. I'm a West Coast boy. I just felt honored. I almost became a Philly fan right there and then. Yeah. I was like, Dodgers, almost. you're out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and I just, and then as soon as I threw that bad pitch, and you felt it. I was like, oh, my gosh, get me out of here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing you hadn't bought your Phillies jersey just yet. <laughs> it's weird because those boos, it's kind of like a cheer. Yeah. Oh, in, it- in that particular situation, it's kind of like the run DMC. It's not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good. 
They're not booze meaning booze, but booze meaning yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. What are you uh, talking about? Okay. Oh, oh, he's trying to make me feel better. He's trying to convert me. <laughs> what you should have tried, see if you guys can find the video of the guy from Cirque du Soleil uh, who threw out the first pitch mm-hmm. one time. That's how you throw out a first pitch. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. First off, so yesterday I was supposed to come back and redeem myself. Yes. Uh, and that died hard because... Uh, <laughs> do you, hey, you see what I did there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Bruce Willis uh, bumped me, which was an honor to meet him. I was like, shoot, I mean, I grew up watching it the whole yeah. night, so it was yeah. cool, but can we pull up his first pitch? <laughs> I think I, I think mine was better than his. Uh, he, wait, hold on a second. Back this up. I want you to see the Cirque du Soleil guy. Okay. Wait, it's... it's Yeah, here we go. What uh, he does aim. Wow. And he, dude, he put it across the plate, too. Did he? Yeah, he did yeah. a crazy back backflip twist. Look watch, it. we'll show you, and watch this. Right See, right what you don't know is that that dude is really an American ninja warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, now pull up Bruce Willis's pitch from last night, and we'll do our best to describe these to those who have not seen it yet. But so you should, at what point did they tell you, um, by the way, Akbar? Well, so by the time I got to the park, um, they said, uh, hey, thank you so much for coming out, but uh, here, here's the deal. <laughs> Bruce Willis is here. I said, oh, shoot, is he? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I was actually He's happy. Bruce Willis, yeah. I owe him a lot because I hadn't practiced one bit since. <laughs> what? <laughs> I hadn't practiced one bit. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't practice. And I didn't know if it was going to be the, oh, look, look, he's got the walk. He's got the cool walk and everything. Yeah, he's strolling he's doing... out. See, everything about him oozes cool, that's okay. for sure. And he's yeah. not even at the uh, at the pitcher's mound. He's in front no. of it, which okay. is what they do anyway. Uh, so he he lobs it and but, it, th- but that was kind of an old man throw. It was yeah, it, it was. was an old man but it throw. Was, but it was accurate. The bounce was it just went low. The catch. It went <laughs> low, just like mine. Just to call it the way it is, yours was a uh, outside, as they say, almost outside the park. But it was um, <laughs> yours, was <laughs> yours made it about yeah. five yards. I was yeah. far away. That one looked w- far worse yeah. from where I was. So when did, I they, it. did they have you stand in front in front of the mound as they did with him? Uh, no, I, they had me on the mound, okay. even though I was supposed to, and I saw how far it was because yeah. I had never been on a mound yeah. in real life, and I was like, oh, hell no, I can't make it. <laughs> so I cheated it and made it my way down to the bottom, uh-huh. and, um, but yeah. Still didn't work uh, out for you. Right, no, so. it didn't. <laughs> so did they say that they'll have you back again sometime to do it? Um, I, I think they may. Yeah, I think okay. they may. All, All right. right. But the next time we film, film Ninja Warrior down here in Philadelphia. Did, okay. did you hang with Willis? Uh, yeah, I did. I got a chance to meet him. I cool. uh, talked a little bit, and uh, yeah, he's that was sports, cool. Man. Yeah, but and, and he told me he played baseball uh, growing up. So yeah, so it was expected of him. To did know. he say anything about ever watching American Ninja Warrior? Or? No, okay. no, I didn't want to pin him up like that. You right, know what right. I mean? Uh, he, you know, yeah. I didn't want to pin him up. I was just like, man, it was just man, it was cool to meet you. Yeah. So yeah, I took a picture, put it on the gram. You know, that's what you got to do. Put <laughs> yeah. it on the gram. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, we're going to talk about uh, your book as well because that is out, and that's one of the things that you're in town promoting. It's called Everyone Can Be a Ninja. Yeah. And what all is this about? What's, what's the basic theme well, of the book? Well, uh, not that you guys have a shot at becoming Ninja Warriors. No. Not that I'm, I mean, I'm I'm dissing you guys. But, no, the show, the, the show has really inspired me to, um, to really kind of look within. Uh, for the last seven years, I've seen these ninjas compete on the show, and they overcome the obstacles on the course. And I just thought... You know, what about the obstacles we have in our own personal lives? And uh, it inspired me to want to inspire others by telling my personal story about the obstacles I had to overcome, not only to get in the NFL, to play in the NFL, but even making it to American Ninja Warrior. I was the least likely candidate to be hosting American Ninja Warrior on a primetime show. I didn't have a big NFL career. My brother played in the NFL almost 10 years, um, Packers Hall of Famer, and I didn't have that career. And when you look at TV and the landscape of sports television and entertainment, 
a lot of times those spots are reserved for the the big guys, the yep. Hall of Famers, the Super Bowl winners, and I didn't have any of that. And so the journey there was uh, quite challenging. And but it was just me being resilient, uh, me thinking outside of the box, um, humbling myself, um, understanding my passion, and then approaching it. And so I took a backdoor approach where I just. I went to a local NBC station in San Diego and said, hey, look, I'll work for free, and I'll do the post-game show for the Chargers and the San Diego State Aztecs. And they go, like, for free? Yeah. You're, like, yeah. You're saying all the stuff that, that and, and that's honestly it, yeah, and we talk about it all the time, and we hope um, that it encourages people to do that. It also involves being fluid. Yes. Being able to adapt to different scenarios. And also being able, we talk about it, Preston, you've talked about it many times, sometimes being able to assess where you are in life, okay, so I'm not going to be this, right. and this doesn't appear, but I can take this and turn it around and maybe tilt it up and go this way, right. and that's a possibility. So yeah, it's understanding it's understanding kind of where you are in that space. Yeah. You know, one of the chapters I talk about is also, too, is rejecting your circumstances, and that applies in everything we do in life. Um, and it, it is not a sports thing. It's not. It's just... You know, I grew up in South Central Los Angeles and in the Crenshaw District. It's very easy for people to go, hey, like these are the circumstances I grew up in. Yep. Woe is me. This happened. And I say reject that. Except that, you know, you understand the platform that you have or where you've grown up. But then you don't have to necessarily be a victim of it. I'm fascinated by the life of a a professional athlete because um, you're you're really trained to do one thing and do it really well. And then you make it to the the highest level that there is. Yep. Uh, as a professional athlete in your sport of choice was the NFL. Mm. And then you have to figure out what to do after that. Yep. And you have to figure that out at a young age where you've been mostly trained to do just one thing. That's right, Nick. And so uh, I'm, I'm curious as to what your experience was in, in figuring out what to do afterwards. Yep. And, and what other athletes that you've talked to, uh, you know, when they're in their mid or early 20s, um, they're no longer going to do this sport for a living, you know, yeah, to, to make a living, literally be a professional. Nick, it is one of the most challenging things because here you are, 20 for me, I was 28, 29 years old, and I'm retired. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so That's speak. a mind blower. Yeah, and, and the depression that happens after, it's the very first thing that happens. And it's the same thing that a person who's worked in an industry for 30-something years and they're in their 60s and they retire and they're kind of go, what do I do with my life now? And... You experiencing that at 30, 29, 28, and you have the your whole life in front of you, I mean, it is just a tank. And then you go through this identity crisis. So you go from this depression, like I'm not playing anymore, to this identity crisis, like who am I? What am I? And you start going around, people are looking at your the enormity of your size. Man, you should still be playing. And every time somebody says that to a former athlete, just know it gets them right in the gut because oh. you're like, man, like... I should still be playing, but why aren't I playing? And everyone only identifies you as an athlete. And you start, you're trying to reshape yourself, but people keep trying to put you in this athletic box. And you're like, like, what do I do? And then you have to be able to evaluate yourself. And the evaluation process is very hard because the hardest person to get to know is yourself. Because there's denial, there are wounds, there are the things that you're familiar with when you're doing sports for since from a kid all the way up to that age, it's hard. And so for me, I had to go and I had to stop myself and I had to say, what is it that you really want? I had to ask the hard question, why and what is your purpose? Because I really do believe that purpose defeats fear. I talk about that in the book. And if you understand your purpose, yep. then it eliminates the fear of 
trying something new because we all do. We go try something new, yes. and it's it's scary. Like, I don't want to. How do I? Um, and I even go into the journey. We can even go deeper and deeper into it. Like, even from the financial standpoint, I went from, to accelerate the, 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 the point, I went from $300,000 in my bank account to 40000 within less than two years. It was almost two years. And I wasn't buying private jets, private, you know, fancy, smancy cars. I, I drove an Oldsmobile Bravada at the time. You were living. You know, I was yeah, just, just living. living. Life was happening. But right. I didn't have any income coming in. And I had to, got married. I had two kids. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my goodness. And I had to start making quick decisions and to understand, like, man, I'm going to my little head start that I had was almost gone. Right. Real quick, uh, people are texting yep. in or just joining and liking what they're hearing and want to know who we're talking yep. to. It's uh, Akbar uh, Bajabi Amila who is here. And Steve, you had a question? Yeah, no, just to that point. So, so uh, uh, you know, the, the, a similar thing, and we've all had it uh, at different levels. <laughs> Preston started off going to be a rock star. I was, <laughs> and I, I was a stand-up comedian for a long time. That was what my income was doing that. And, and then it shifted. I was like, nah, this is... It's not, it's firing for me, but not really, and then and then shifted to radio, which was honestly, when I was going to school, was the least of the things that I was interested in, suddenly became the thing, but I was starting over, and you, you know, you talk about making that assessment, and, and working for free, and realizing, you know, what you have to do to get, to get going. It's a daunting thing for a lot of people, but uh, you said something that, that struck me, is that you can't waste time just sitting there going, oh, woe is me, sort right. of, Go. Right, make us make a swing at it, and, and and just start moving because it once you lose momentum, that's where you're going to fall prey to all I, those demons. I, Steve, you're so right. It's the momentum that is really key because there's this there's this pressure if I got to do something, and that's a healthy momentum. Like, what am I doing next? What am I doing next? But if you sit there and you just kind of oh, I don't have anything going to me, nobody's coming to me, nothing's happening, and there's this whole entitled mindset that you got to break down because when you're in the league. People are always, like, giving you opportunities. They're just handing and putting it on your lap, and people are always doing things for you. And then all of a sudden, you go, oh, I got to be the creator. And I'll never forget having a conversation with a former teammate of mine who played in the NFL, and uh, we were teammates at San Diego State. And I called him, and, I'm, and I called it the Magic Johnson syndrome. Yeah. Because Magic Johnson did a lot for athletes in showing that you can go from sports into being a businessman. But it was also there's a curse to it, too. Because so many guys lost focus. They saw Magic Johnson with the theaters and Starbucks and, and part owner of the Lakers. And he was doing all these different things. And I got out of the league and I was like, I want to do broadcasting. I want to be, I want to have a franchise, uh, uh, do franchising. And I want to do this. And I want to start a clothing line. And I want to do this. And I want to do all these things. And I remember my my teammate, uh, Andrew Klein, going, Akbar, hold on, I can't even keep up with all of your ideas right now. Mm-hmm. And I remember him saying, Akbar, you have to choose one, choose one. If you fail at it, get up, try it again. If you fail, try it again. And I'll never forget that because I think what happens is you add all these different things and they're really built up excuses. Because if you shoot for five different things or six different things, you can say, well, you know, I was doing this and this and it, and it, you just lose focus. Well, it also, you lose focus. You fall into, well, I got this guy. It's like, it's like the old thing about, uh, right. you see it in portrayed in movies all the time with the, with the guy, the producer, the hustler, well, I got this. And then there's a thing yes, in the market yes. on and I, I just signed a deal with uh, cable. I, I get it. For I thought bucks. that was an L.A. thing. <laughs> right, yeah. uh, but yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so that, it's that vibe of getting distracted. Um, and, uh, you know, I see, I see so many people and you, you give the advice. It's tough, man. It's 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 tough at certain points, you know. And sometimes we get calls from people or emails from people who want to get into radio, and they're they're 
you know, it, you have to be honest. If you're well along and you have to take a look at the landscape, if it's your dream and you want to pursue it, great. Right. But you also have to be able to assess where you are and what is the likeliest path that's going to yield you. And I really results. do believe, Steve, that people can like if someone wants to, and it may seem far off. Like it was, it seemed like a wild dream. Yeah. For me to pursue this, like Akbar, you didn't have that football career. Come on, man. Like you, this, you're, you're going down the wrong path. And I was like, you're not going to stop me. In fact. I'm not going to do anything else. And it was at the detriment of putting my family in financial crisis. When I went down from $40,000, that money kept going from 300000 to 40000 I got my first gig doing Division II games for CBS College Sports, making $26,000 a year. And for me, on the inside, I felt rich. Now, my wife and the kids were like, yeah. uh, <laughs> we got a problem. Yeah. She was like, you asked me to stop working, and I was making more money than this. And in my mind, I just like... I'm doing what I love. I have a passion for it. Um, you couldn't tell me anything. Then I had to look at the bank account. I said, hold on, let me look at this statement. And I'll look at it and say, ooh, viva loca. <laughs> this isn't good. And, and no. then I made a pivot. But still, I was focused is the point. I was focused on and not making sure, not uh, making sure that I wasn't going down four different paths to then somehow suffocate the idea that I was, it never, you know it, what I mean? It never allows you to focus. Right. It, it, you, in yourself, in your mind, you're convincing yourself you have momentum because right. look at all these things that I'm working, right. but only maybe one of them is even remotely going to be a, 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 give you a return right. while the others are just distractions. I had the same situation with my wife. We got to the point where I'm like, I think this is where I want to go. Right. I think this is going to happen. And she, we basically had that uncomfortable conversation. Okay. Ride with this me. This is how much yeah. time I'm willing to go along with this. Yeah. And then we're going to have to really reassess. And thankfully it did work out. But it's, those are, you have to have those discussions with yourself. You yeah. know? And, and we have this in all different parts of our lives where you and I just for me like the book I'm hoping that it will inspire people to be able to find that greatness and you find that greatness by getting to know yourself better understanding the things that you do well the things that you don't do well knowing when there is distraction like again talking to players or anyone not not even former players just people and I, when I hear people tell me they're going in 15 different directions it's like yeah it sounds good <laughs> but the truth is you're afraid to focus yeah number of people texting him wanting to know the name of the book is called Everyone Can Be a Ninja by Akbar Baja Biamila. And uh, you had mentioned at, at the beginning, you know, you grew up in Crenshaw. Mm. I The only thing I knew, or when it first came on my radar, that area in South Central. Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood and, you know, colors and movies like that mm-hmm. and so on. How how is that scary? Is this portrayed in some of the movies at that time when you were young? You, you know what? I, I felt John Singleton, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, I thought he did a great job in portraying the real struggle of my neighborhood in Boys in the Hood. Um, And people ask me, you know, but when you're living in the neighborhood, you understand where the dangers are. You understand what streets you can go down, what color you can wear, what kind of... So you create your own safe haven within the craziness. But the truth is, it was. I mean... Um, it was accurate. I mean, I, those stories we know. You know, I, I grew up with those stories. I mean, for me to be in the seventh grade and lose a good friend of mine, which I talked, that was another obstacle. Like I remember losing my good friend to you know to a to a shooting, <sighs> and at the time that was my reality. As an older man now with kids, and I think back, oh my gosh, yeah. who the heck would want to murder a seventh grader? So because I have smart? kids, and I'm like. A seventh grader? Yeah. Who, what could a seventh grader do to a person right. that you would want to murder them? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like this is an accident. I mean, this was a murder. He was like, the target. He was the target. He was not an innocent bystander. Yeah. That's my daughter's in seventh grade. That blows uh, th- my, my mind. My I, mind. I but you know, just to like 
give you perspective, that was my reality. And it was just like, he wasn't the first person. Now, he's the first person that I knew intimately, right. mm-hmm. but he wasn't the first person that I heard of that. So yeah. although I was sad, it didn't like... It wasn't crazy to me. Right. And now, now with this context, it's a whole different thing. It, it was interesting with Boys in the Hood and seeing, and just seeing also documentaries. It's weird to say, you know, mm-hmm. how removed we are. Do- oh, I saw a documentary about this place where you lived. Right. But, uh, you know, it's California Sun. It's this. Sure. And, and the ranch homes. And, that, and it's smaller, but it seems, you know, it's like, wow, uh, you know, how is how is this place ending up being so volatile? But you you just explained you, if you knew how to play the neighborhood right, right, you could do and, okay. and, and it's not uh, and it's not all bad. Like you yeah. go outside and you're, you're gonna die. A hail well, of bullets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Watching Boys in Hood, like, yes, there were parts of that movie that were just terrifying. I'm like, wow, I wouldn't want that to be a part of my life. But it also looked like they were enjoying themselves. Yeah. You know, like, you, you think was, about yeah, yeah, yeah. You think about Larry Fishburne and the mentor that he was in, in, in the movie. I knew that. That for me, I talk mm-hmm. about, you know, in my book, uh, Everyone Can Be a Ninja. Mr. Garrison was that mentor for me uh, growing up. And I had so many other mentors along the way who tried to show me the rope, who showed me, you know, the good thing. My parents who were involved, introducing me to doctors and trying to get me around people who were influential and could lead me in the right direction and just show me and open me up to a whole new world. But those were some of the obstacles that I had to navigate, you know, growing up. When you, you're in a neighborhood like that growing up, do yep. you do you want to um, stay there and fix it, or do you want to get out, or both? Uh, both. Yeah, both, because, you know, you cannot, and I truly believe this, because I think one of the mantras in the neighborhood is that, oh, yeah, he's keeping it real because he's in the neighborhood, but you cannot grow standing still. You've got to move forward, and so many times I think the mindset is like you got to just stay right here because what it does is just suffocates growth. You're not able to move forward if you're just stuck in one place. I've never seen a person stand still and and be able to move forward. You just can't, and that's what it means when you when you're saying I got to now. For me, I have a lot of resources that goes back to my neighborhood because I want to be able to help move kids forward. Right? Do you do you you think? I'm sorry, Casey. Yeah, yeah. Do do you think the NFL? Um, has in place uh, enough mechanisms now. You talked about earlier about, you know, facing retirement at the age of 27, 28. Are, are there mechanisms in place to sort of prep these athletes that come in and have the world by the cojones and they're ready to go and they don't realize, you know, after football, they're not planning? Do, do they, is there yes. anything that no, helps? No, no, no. For I, you know, I don't even, and again, that, going back to rejecting your circumstances, I don't think it's an NFL thing. I think it's very easy to blame the NFL. Yeah, yeah. The NFL, like, like they definitely have a responsibility because these athletes, you know, we give, we give our body, we give everything to the game. Yeah. And they have things in place. I went through broadcast boot camp uh, for the NFL, um, with the NFL, where they get players who are interested in pursuing this way, and they give you was essentially probably about a thirty, forty thousand dollar, you know, um, education education process. I went through the business school, Warden School of Business, right out here. Yeah. Um, and to, for business management, again, I was trying to pursue different areas, and they have all these different things and certifications that you can take to help move uh, players forward. Uh, for me, it comes down to the player making a decision to focus and really understand. But it's a scary. It yeah. really is scary knowing that you got to jump into a whole other lane. You've been going 100 miles an hour in this lane, and mm-hmm. you've been comfortable, and now you got to make a switch in lane. That can be scary. Sure. And a lot of that's got to be on you, too, as well, even though because I'm sure that there are veterans saying, 
watch your money. This ain't going to last forever. Yeah. I'm sure the NFL has right. programs. The NBA does. I know that on how to, to manage yourself. Yeah, but it's not even a watch the, your money type of thing as it is finding your purpose because you've been so focused, hyper-focused yeah. at a high level. Right. Most people cannot be that hyper-focused. And I think what makes what we all what makes us in awe of athletes is the fact that we are so hyper-focused on one thing, and we can do it well repetitively. Mm. We go back and get better and get better. Like, how can how can Odell Beckham get better? I mean, gosh, he's already good, yeah. but he's going to get better. And you see Crazy. these with these athletes. Most people in their lives, they just stay even because they're sometimes what I believe is a lot of people are afraid of success. But if I stay just right there in the middle and I'm just flowing along yeah. in a comfort zone, nobody ever has expectations of me. And I can just continue to consistently work through 20, 30 years of just staying right there. But if I stay hyper-focused and constantly looking to move the bar every time, that, that, that's a big deal. That's, that's a I big deal. Yeah. Hey, um, so you're a world-class athlete. Not much of a baseball player. Was. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure you still are. Um, how are you on roller skates? Um... Not very good. Okay. Uh, it takes me about 20 minutes to, to warm into it. Uh-huh. And then after a while, I start scooting. And from scooting, I start thinking I'm cool. Yeah. And then that's it. Did you see this documentary on, on roller skating rinks in the area that you, that you grew up in and how they're just disappearing? Um, oh, yeah. I was a part of it. Um, World on Wheels was the biggest one in, in our neighborhood. Um, it was the, I mean, I think it was probably one of the biggest ones in the area. And you're right. It used to be a thing, but it also used to be an area where people used to get shot up a lot, too. Uh, and well, that'll, so, that'll hurt it. Yeah, and, yeah. and so people do- just kept going. But it was funny because in the documentary, they, they had talked about that and how... Uh, on these, you know, these nights, it, people were like, "All right, let's just put our differences aside and let's yep. just skate." Oh no, it was no, it, it was a thing. It, it's a part yeah. of the vibe. It's a part of the dancing. It's a part of the the culture of just moving. But I always wish I could skate like the, some of the people. And I used to. In fact, I still hate good skaters. Well, <laughs> I hate good skaters. Pretty good, huh? I'm yeah, pretty good. I can, good. I can shuffle. Can a you really? Bit. Mm-hmm, yeah. And can you do the thing where you skate, 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 and then you turn around and you do that little swivel back and you start skating backwards? Yep. I hate people who can do that. <laughs> Uh, it, just, it, it makes me upset. Do we have footage, Preston? It was, uh, we, in fact, one of the empty uh, construction areas here. We had him skating around and got some footage. Oh, you guys yeah. try and put and it of up. Of course, there's like, you know, screws and bolts and things <laughs> laying all over the place. Yeah. It was a little bit difficult, but I, I love doing that. I'm just curious, uh, you know, right now we're getting a lot of texts coming in of people who are ready to take on the world today. There you go. After listening to Akbar speak about this, and they can pick up your book, which is available now, right? Yeah, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Everyone Can Be a Ninja. It's available wherever books are sold, or you can go to IamAkbar.com to purchase. Is there an audio uh, version of it? I did the audio version. Can I be honest? Can I just keep it real because I feel like we're family in here? Sure. (laughs) You know, I've heard audio books for a long time, and sometimes there are people who just just give you like that lecture hall type. Oh voice. yeah, dude! I couldn't do it. I couldn't let one of them those rando yep. those rando lecture hall readers do my book, and so I had to do it. But it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do before because the pressure of reading and trying to make sure you're not boring. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I must have taken 100 takes just to do one line, one, I, one yeah. paragraph. How long did it take you to do the whole book? Do you really want to know? Yes. <laughs> Five days. Uh, yeah. Five, that's five, that's not that yeah. bad. Five days. So, so uh, I listen to a lot of books when I'm when I'm hiking. Like I'll, you know, I'll pop them in as I'm, as I'm going along. 
and I hike every day, so I'm, I'm listening to a lot. Yeah. You're exactly right. I know some dudes, and when I hear them at the beginning of the thing, I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and then sometimes sometimes people read their own books, and they shouldn't. Yes, yes Stephen King shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. you know, he's I, a brilliant I, writer. I, I, I would encourage people, just go ahead and hit me up on social media. I want to know. It was my very first time at it. Uh, right. And um, <laughs> just, I opening up a can of worms. I know. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go listen to it. You suck. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to be a ninja anymore. <laughs> No, I, I mean it was. I was. I was nervous. I was so nervous doing it, but I was like, I, I didn't want anyone else to tell my story. It just would feel weird for someone else to oh, do. From you know, what I mean? no, it, it does because it's in, it, you're passionate about it. To right. have a third party relay what you're passionate about would seem uh, lacking authenticity, right? Because you could have the perfect inflection and the romantic voice yeah. when you're reading, and you know what, but. It doesn't have the same effect if it's not coming. I, from I was yet. listening to one book. I, was, I listened to a lot of political stuff, and there was a kid, one of the guys. Whenever he would be, to other somebody else, he'd be quoting, reading a quote. His voice, his voice would almost go up like, and then he's, I don't want. It's like, what is, what is, what is this? You, you know what? This sounds ridiculous. I was okay. This is funny that you say that because when I would quote, so Allison Felix. Um, uh, you know, her story is featured in my book. My former teammate Namdi Asmo, who played for the Eagles, right. Um, his story is featured in, but when I was going through and reading Allison, some of the stuff that Allison and I were talking about, I was like, okay, how do I do Allison's voice? You know, because Allison says, well, they used to call me chicken legs. And so I was like, but they used to, and so I was trying to find that, because I don't want to sound like this. <laughs> because that's not how Allison sounds. So yeah. I was trying to find the balance in between my voice to figure out how to, to represent that it was Allison speaking and not it's me. It's tough. It's it tough. Is. Yeah. It is. Uh, a lot of people are asking you how to spell your name because they're looking for the uh, the book, and that's a chore. Is that really? Uh, people, no, that's, yeah. That did not just come in, did it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, boy. Okay, here we go. I hope you... Uh, is, are people listening to this yeah, right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, and I'm not doing the alphabet, so please don't don't, don't send in. He just gave the alphabet. Yeah, yeah. It's G-B-A-J-A-B-I-A-M-I. L-A. There are a lot of A's in there. That was my last name. Here you go. Just just type in American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> and then go to IMDB and you'll see the host. You'll see it's Akbar. You'll recognize the <laughs> name. If, if you yeah. can't spell it all out right now and you're in your car or something. Hey, like well, no, well, what, are you, what are you trying to say? People can't remember how to spell my last name while driving? I mean, come on. The people here in Philadelphia are pretty small. I just told you I went to Wharton. Yeah, I'll bet you there are times when you misspell your own name. Uh, yes. Yeah. No, you know when I misspell my last name? Is when people have a hard time on the other end listening yeah. to my name and say, okay, give me your spelling. And I go, G is in George, B is in boy. Hold on, where am I? Uh, right, right, uh, yeah, right. A is in Apple. Like, I gotta keep up where I Can you am. say can you say Giannis's last name? Uh, oh my goodness! And we're from the same tribe. <clears throat> uh, I gotta see it in from attend compo. Cause somebody put it in front of me. No, no, but put it. In I front struggle of, with it. No, no, no. I can say it if I look at it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, wait. yeah. We should have. Right right and he only has two more letters in his last name than I do. Okay. Uh, here you go. Kathy's gonna but, take uh, it. Shame over. on me. And then we're from the same Yoruba tribe. <laughs> I can see my desk. Well, I, I can. Okay. Yeah. Attend. <laughs> Ante to kumpo. There you go. Ante to kumpo. Yeah, I'm trying to do it with the Nigerian uh, Ante accent. Ante to kumpo. Ten kumpo. Ten kumpo. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. Ah, are you, yeah. you Niger? I am. Okay, okay. All right. I just don't go out a lot. Okay. Yeah.
Yeah, it's not nice. easy. No, it's not. No, um, it's not. It's not. But it's a it's a Yoruba name. So as you can see, Baja Biamila is way easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> much better. By the way, we got to yeah. wrap things up. But real quick about American Ninja Warrior. What's yes. the status of that? Uh, we premiere season eleven of American Ninja Warrior. It's amazing. Uh, we're super excited about this. For the first time in season eleven, we're doing something brand new. We're going to be pitting ninjas versus ninjas um, on the power tower. So the two fastest ninjas at the end of the episode will face off. At the same time? At the same time. Yeah, at the same time. They're going to go head to head. Somebody might go blow for blow, too, but I didn't say anything. But, but yeah, it's going to be a showdown. It's going to be pretty epic. So um, uh, we can't wait for it. Uh, We start off in L.A. We kick it off with Los Angeles, and uh, then we travel to six other cities. Well, the book is called Everyone Can Be a Ninja. It is out now, and uh, we appreciate you coming by. Thank you. Should I spell the last name one more time? (laughs) One more time. Go for it. G-B-A-J-A-B-I-A-M-I-L-A. And that's pronounced Baja Biamila. Ladies and gentlemen, Akbar Baja Biamila. Thank you. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Okay, thanks, Kathy. I wanted to remind everybody that uh, on if you go to PrestonSteve.com, we have a link to a GoFundMe page that is benefiting our friend Mike. You know him as Mr. Peanut from the Cardboard Classic. If you don't know at this point, we'll just uh, recap. He set up a wonderful sled and a whole presentation at this year's Cardboard Classic. Uh, he ended up getting injured. Uh, he was uh, caught up under the front of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Preston was actually in the large peanut uh, that was going down the hill. He received a uh, a couple of breaks to his joy. There's a couple other things he's dealing with. He's a contractor. He's out of work for a little while. So the GoFundMe page was set up by his team. And again, these are the guys that year in and year out, along with a number of other teams, make the Cardboard Classic such a rocking event and make it such a show. So if you've ever enjoyed it, if you've ever been out to any of the uh, Cardboard Classics or watch any of the videos and you have a few bucks to spare, go and we uh, we would encourage you to donate uh, and help him as he goes to this recuperation time. Nick, you were saying you got a, uh, a text from him? Yeah, I got a message. And uh, Mike really is a great guy. And, and so my heart goes out to him on a lot of different levels. But uh, because his jaw is wired shut... Uh, he's on a, a weight loss program, uh, an unintentional weight loss <laughs> yeah. program, but he's lost 10 pounds in four days. So um, he's hurting. He's he's in pain. Uh, he slept for 11 hours the other night. That was yeah. the good news. Uh, but the bad news is that he's going to be dealing with this for a long time, and he's going to need some help. He will. And I love to see the other the, the other groups, because the, they're all sort of a cooperative, all yeah. these different teams that participate, and they're all behind this as well. I just think, and it's... You know, Mike. Mike has a, a a good sense of humor, but whenever he's mentioned or a picture of him is put up, it's not a picture of him. It's a picture of him of, as the peanut. As the Mr. peanut. peanut. Oh, for, uh, he will forever be Mister Peanut. He will ever, forever be Mister Peanut. I'll never forget the day after I was talking to his wife Katie, and she, he goes, "That stupid peanut costume," <laughs> and she started to laugh. So, um, but yeah, if anything we can do to help him would be greatly appreciated. I also want to read this. We just got this email. Marissa handed it to me. It was actually addressed to Marissa on behalf of all of us. And uh, it says, I just wanted to tell you how impressed I've been with you guys in Presbo's absence. Again, Pres- Preston will always be Presbo now. Most fellow employees would bitch and moan all day long if a key member of their team was out for one day. Instead, you guys suit up and bring the awesome and the funny with hardly a blip. We all know you're a special gang, but yesterday and this morning are showing how much you care, not only for your fans, but each other as well. I'm trying to call up some cool sayings to close with, but all I can think of is Gadzooks because the freaking baby shark segment is running right now and has taken over my brain. Sorry about that. <laughs> and that's your Melanesian Westchester, PA. Well, the reason we could do it all is because... 
you're very cool, Melanie, and very forgiving. We it's never the show without Preston, but um, you know, as you said before, we forge on. And speaking of Preston, aka Presbo, he is on the line right now. Preston, are you there? Yeah, yeah, it's me, the hardly a blip. You are hardly a blip, Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? I, to be honest, I'm feeling a little clunny today. <laughs> it's clunny, Are you listening? Right? Dear God. Yeah. Are we getting show notes from you? <laughs> it's, it, well, it's it's Farge, so it's uh, clunniness is in the air. If you could pick a letter, what grade would you give us for today? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, you know what? The only thing I caught of you guys was uh, I did watch Fox Good Day because I've never seen it from this perspective. Uh-huh. Uh, this morning, so I just rolled out of bed and I was like, "Oh yeah, let, let me let me put that on real quick." So that was kind of fun. So I, I'd gi- I'd give you guys, you know, a B minus. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. So now he yeah. knows how Bill yeah. feels. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're not yeah. that good. By the way, it's it's startling when you see, like I was watching a video the other day, one of the Daily Rush videos, and I'm like, "Oh my." God, am I hideous. Oh, my God. Uh, and uh, it, it's always, sometimes it surprises you. I try to stay away from them just to not bring myself down, but it was a uh, a splash of cold water in my face. But uh, how are you doing, Preston? We've been talking, uh, obviously. I'm, I'm, you know what, man? I'm still feeling kind of crappy, to yeah. be honest. I woke up this morning, and I was telling you guys the other day when, when I was on, you know, talking to you, Steve, I'm like, it kind of comes in waves. For those who don't know, I have what's called influenza B. It's a strain of the flu. It's just... You know, your standard generic flu, it knocks you out, makes you feel like crap. And uh, I woke up this morning, I had a headache again. I'm like, man, I thought I was going to, you know, get past the symptoms by now. And, and, you know, I still might be contagious, but maybe feeling a little bit better. And unfortunately, Rochelle is, is starting to feel bad, oh, too. Oh, man. So. But Dr. Mike is the man. He's he's amazing. And he's uh, he's got, uh, you know, the whole family right now. We're all taking uh, antibiotics just there, there for preventative measures. I'm on it because it's going to help shorten this whole thing out a little bit. So, so we the are kids, as well. The kids yeah. don't have it yet. No, no, they aren't, they haven't shown any symptoms at That's all. Good. I've been very, very cautious. I haven't really. I've, I've been limiting on you know my contact with them and touching anything around the house and stuff like that. So. We're trying to just uh, be really cautious, but nobody just Rochelle started showing signs, and of course I figured she would because, you know, we're closer than anybody at any point in the day. So, uh, but we'll see. You well, know, they, and, the, uh, the the word is is that rigorous self pleasuring will help get it. the viral agents yeah. out of your body. So <laughs> if if you do that, uh, and... I'll, I'll be up in five, <laughs> up and running in five minutes. He's on his way go. here now. <laughs> when was uh, the last time you and Rochelle made whoopee? Whoopee. What is this, the newlywed uh, game? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Get the uh, music. Uh, in the butt. <laughs> you wink, Martindale? It's not since I've been sick. That's for freaking sure. I tell you what answering. I have been doing, though. I have been eating like a pig, man. Oh, good. You have to. Night. Yeah, Rochelle... Rochelle made like two trays of brownies, and oh. I just I just went to town on those things. She's like, still I baking. <laughs> I I want influenza B. Yeah. I love brownies. <laughs> flu brownies. <laughs> flu brownies are the best, Preston. They, they, they help you when you're trying to create semen for that self pleasuring. I'm glad you have an I, appetite, I, though. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, the first day I didn't. I didn't want to eat anything. I felt horrible. And uh, but now I've been, uh, you know, like I said, I'm kind of leveling out a little bit. But but it comes in waves. Like I'll feel crappy for a while, and then after that, I'm like, all right, back in the game. I'm ready to go. And then you know, four or five hours later, I feel like crap again. So it's it's kind of weird. But well, here, um, 
here's the so, deal. We, we we revealed, uh, you know, earlier what the plans are. Um, you know, right, whether, that's my question. Yeah, yeah, and whether or not, um, you know, it, it right now, you know, it, uh, it's we'll we'll talk after the show and see how the day progresses. Whether or not you're in tomorrow. Uh, but the the plan obviously is to do a uh, different version of the uh, broadcast on Friday with our correspondents Nick, Kathy, and Marissa down in Florida, and you and Casey and myself here in the studio. Um, yeah. You know, throwing to them. So we'll see if we hit that. I think that at least from what Mike says, and, and if everything goes according to Hoyle, and you're feeling up to it, uh, that's the way we'll proceed. Yeah, I think that's the best way to do it. I mean, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't get on a plane, you know, and, and spread this around. And plus, I was going to visit my mom and sister down there. My no, mom you right can't. Yeah, well, there's no way I can go see her. She yeah. she broke her leg, and she's mm. you know, her uh, she's compromised. So I, I can't go see them at all. And I'm, pla- I'm I'm supposed to go the weekend after that. I might cancel that too, to be honest. Because I don't think I need to be, you know. Well, you know, right after too, when you have something like this that really like takes down your body, your your even, defenses even, are down. Well, and, yeah. and, well, no, but that you're so tired. Like you need to recover, even though you know once you get to the point where you're not contagious anymore, it's like there's still a recovery period where you you're sleeping more and you still uh, need to get your energy back up. So getting on a plane and having to fly down there and then come back and all that kind well, of stuff y- is going to take it a toll on you. You know, what we can do, Preston. A friend of ours has a box truck, and he might be willing to drive you down to Florida. Oh, uh, really? If you yeah. don't mind talking about snow plows and roller coasters on the trip. <laughs> no, as long as uh, I'll ride in the back, it's fine. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. Listen, uh, you know, uh, I'm glad you're you're feeling a little bit better. I'm really bummed you guys aren't going to be able to come to Clearwater. We were talking about this earlier. Like, it's it's such a fun day. It's obviously an incredible place. Um, but we did mention that we're going to have Bryce Harper on this year. Uh, we're going to have Reese Hoskins, uh, Zach Wheeler, who is a big free agent acquisition in the offseason, and then Joe Girardi. So you guys will be able to talk to them and have a uh, be a part of the conversation. Um, but it's not going to be the same without having you down there. No, it'll be, it, it would be a lot of fun. But could you imagine if I got Bryce Harper sick? Oh, oh, forget God. it. Uh, forget it. That's why That's that. why all the teams are taking now extra precautions with not allowing in-locker room interviews and stuff like that, which I think is smart. Uh, yeah, but a lot of them aren't even doing autographs, which is one of the big parts of uh, uh, of spring training. Yeah. You know, I, well, I read a story the other smart. day that they're going to suspend that. You know? Yeah. No, and it's, it, it, it's probably, you know, really, technically, it's probably what should be done during flu season to begin with. So as Mike yeah. has said a couple of times if this raises awareness about taking the extra precautions in general it's a good thing now um kathy marissa and nick are going to be in the outfield and the uh, interviewees are going to be on the pitcher's mat i keep last year marissa posted a picture of the whole show uh in Clearwater, and it says hashtag clear water or bust and i keep thinking it's like half clear water and half bust on this <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah there's a bust involved yeah no yeah. it's so I've I've got a, a, another dilemma too because this Saturday is yeah. uh, the Jake's Dragon Foundation gig that my band is playing on Saturday and uh, you know I it, it's it's this really cool charity event for a great cause and I, I think I'm gonna because I'm 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 planning on coming into work on Friday for sure no matter what yeah we'll take precautions and you guys know just being in the same room with me is not going to get you sick no but. no no. If I, if, I'm, I'm hoping that if I just at this gig on Saturday, if everybody just stays away from me, and I just play my part behind the drums and just kind of stay away from everybody, it should be okay. But I'm going to check with my bandmates and with the the charity and find out what the story is because I know a lot of people already bought tickets, and I would hate for them to, you know, be disappointed that we're not going to be there and everything. So and they can't do the show without you. Uh, you guys are doing it without me, so yeah, I guess they could, right? Well, they, <laughs> well they, I don't know. I just didn't know if it, yeah, if it was like vital. 
Uh, what, the drums? It's the most important part of the whole goddamn band. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to find out. But uh, I, right now, I'm, unless I feel really, really lousy, I'm planning on doing that. But I, I don't know. I'll, I'll find out and have an update on the air, hopefully, on Friday. Yeah, you have to, obviously. As Mike said, and he made a good point yesterday when we were talking on the phone, is that you got to practice what you preach. And, and uh, if, you know, we're, we're telling people to be smart about this, it couldn't stick you in a plane shoulder to shoulder with a stranger and potentially get them sick. So we'll do the right thing. And you're right. It's a lot more spacing here in the studio. Might even put you, if you are in here on Friday, Preston, on a guest mic in case you'll run the board from the other side, and we'll take the precautions. And then we'll all share a public meet and eat. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> By the way, I, it was wild because when, when I went to go see Mike, so I was like his first patient since, uh, who has shown, you know, these types of symptoms. Right. This corona thing has, has really started to, to take off. And so he had to, we had to use the, the, the new protocols so, like immediately, instead of waiting in the in the waiting room, he put took me directly into an examination room and slapped a mask on me. Wow! And yeah, exactly. And then I had to go get some tests. I had to go get a uh, uh, an X ray. I had to go get some blood drawn, and you know, give up some pee and all that other stuff. So I had to walk around with the mask on, and so I was like walking out on the street a little bit with the mask on, and it was kind of weird. Because uh, I was hyper, you know, focused on people looking at me and what are they thinking? Oh, here's a dude with coronavirus walking down the street and everything. And it was just kind of an interesting perspective to have. But you uh, said with, uh, you said walking the other way was Bane, and he gave you a knowing <laughs> nod. He gave me a nod. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, which which was nice. Hey, bro, uh, hey, <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, it was kind of interesting. So there, you know, doctors are taking these these precautions now. Yeah, uh, which which they should. And Doctor Mike was telling me, you know, that right now is just this is just scratching the surface. Like yeah. this is, you know, I know there are a lot of public events that are being canceled, and it's probably going to go on for a while until they get a handle on. Uh, how to manage the whole thing. Yeah, know? he's saying that there's, there's going to be com- what they call community spread, and it will happen. Uh, fortunately, the, 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 the numbers right – I mean, it, it, listen, it's serious for people, as you said, like with your mom and people with preexisting conditions and people who are 80 and above and, and you know, in their latter 70s. We had a gentleman who was – sadly was 69 but had a preexisting heart condition who passed away, and you, you need to be leery of that. For the most part, most people who get it, who end up getting it, will have – Flu symptoms, mild flu symptoms. Some people may have it, think it's the regular flu, and not even know that they have it. But that doesn't mean you just, you know, act very cavalier about it. You take the precautions, as you were saying. Yeah, you should because the, 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 what we want is to keep it that way. Exactly. You know? I mean, that, that's that's the thing. So so the, the precautions are they're legitimate. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it, it could get out of control, and if everybody's uh, keeping an eye on what they're doing, it'll keep it in control. Right. Preston, uh, speaking of precautions, I don't know if you heard or not, but uh, Kathy's alma mater and my alma mater are both sending all their students home. The Westchester's on spring break, uh, same with Bucknell, and uh, their students are not going to be returning to campus for they're the rest doing, of the semester. They're doing online, Westchester's doing online classes, so they'll they'll still have to take class, but they'll have to do it over the internet from yeah, home. Yeah, same with Bucknell. Wow, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, Nice. Uh, well, I mean, it's, I'm glad they're taking those precautions. I mean, I know I heard that Park Valley was closed because they're going to be cleaning and stuff like that. So, which yeah. is a good idea. Good yeah. idea to, to do all that and, and and do all that stuff. Man, I would have killed to have had long online college. Right. For Christ's sake, that would have been so good. I might not have ever missed class if yeah. there were the case. Well, well, I took I took one online class and I failed it. Oh really? Because what? you did sit down, did you? I didn't quite realize how I was like, oh well, I'll just I was, if I get an answer wrong, I'll just go back and fix 
it. No, you can't do that. Okay. <laughs> really? Hey, Press, you actually, you sound good. You're yeah. not doing yeah, like Yeah, you this, sound better. You're not doing like the sick voice. Uh, what, at the beginning I had a sick voice on? No, no, just, you know, a lot of times people will end, but, oh, yeah. Hey. Uh, yeah, I feel really good. I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, like I said, it's it's like it, it comes in waves. So right now, I, I feel pretty decent. Like you know, about an hour and a half ago, I had a headache, and I probably would have been not as projecting as I am with my voice right now. But yeah, you know, I mean, I'm a little nasally, but I, you know, I'm not laid up in bed. I'm essentially what I've been doing the past two days. I've been playing video games so. and, okay. and eating brownies. <laughs> and eating brownies. <laughs> there are worse things to do. Yeah, I was wondering what you were able to catch up on. So it's video games. Yeah, I'm playing uh, Sniper Elite Four. I got some some DLC, Steve. Some downloaded some uh, digital uh, oh. content. Some extra maps I did not know were. Thank God for my teenage sons. Yeah, uh, that's a great game. So I've been doing that and, and playing drums, and that's pretty much it. Awesome. Have, you, have you watched uh, Hell or High Water yet, or any of the movies we've been bugging <laughs> you about for five years? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we finished up The Outsider last okay. week, Casey, and, uh, and we're watching Designated Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> All the things that they're, that's what the CDC is recommending. Yes, that's right. Expose yeah. yourself yeah. to as much Kiefer Sutherland as possible. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's. Yeah, it's it's weird. I I know there's there's things that I should be watching and and I haven't been doing. No, that. no, they would only cloud your judgment. So uh, yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, honestly, sniper skills are something you can use in our dystopian future. So hey, is is anybody else around the office gotten sick or anything? No, no. no. People well, I are blamed, yeah. people I blamed, are annoying, but no. <laughs> yes. Well, Mike Mike Missanelli was out. Um, was he? Yeah. And uh, pan, well, I blamed Pancake for you getting sick, Preston. <laughs> Why was he sick? Oh, Pancake yeah. had the flu. Yeah, he was out for like almost a week. It's his fault. Oh. He's patient zero. Yeah. He's the monkey uh, in Outbreak. I wonder, yeah, because I've been wondering where I might have picked it up from. But, it, you know, it doesn't – some of the stuff can be airborne. It could be somebody sneezing or coughing around you, and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be stuff. But, I mean, I was trying to trace back, and who knows when I picked it up because I, I started feeling it. Uh, Thursday night. I was wondering if, like, Trey Thomas or his wife got sick because we had dinner on Thursday night together. Were you and, guys doing, uh, uh, like, the melting pot? Yeah. You <laughs> Did you share any dishes? <laughs> Fondue? I was hand-feeding him. Uh, <laughs> Would you like me to peel uh, another grape like- for you, Trey? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, Pancake has that vomit spit tune right next to his desk, and I think that could have been the trouble, too. So. All right, so I haven't... What, he was puking? No, no, no. no. He, he he was just not feeling well. He but again, but again yeah, he's yeah, got he what you flu. got. Yeah, the, yeah. All right, because this, this flu has been different. I've, I've had, well, I mean, I, I don't know if it was the flu before, but this is not... This is not you know puking and crapping right. flu. This is this has been like headache, sneeze, and just and then I started getting a fever and and uh, you know chills and sweats and body aches and that type and of brownies thing. and <laughs> loads of breath. <laughs> I may go have some right after I get off the phone. Can you do me a favor? Eat a brownie and have your teeth all black and, and text us a picture. <laughs> a sick picture. I love that picture. I, that. I, I love brownie teeth. They're yeah, great. But you know what? I'm doing your job so you could do my thing. You could do the uh, the brownie teeth. This is true. How's he, he doing, by the he's way? He's doing a great job because we have him sort of, uh, he's leading in and out of the breaks, and then we're playing back some bits, and people are, uh, you know, obviously they miss you, but uh, they know what's going on. And also, again, owing to what Mike said, you got to practice what you preach. So, um, 
It's a confusing know. time, and this is this is one of the weirdest weeks I can ever remember. You know, and, and I, I applaud you for staying home, Preston. It's the right call, and you know, we'll soldier on. We'll be fine. Everybody. Everything will be fine. We'll yeah, all be fine. It, it, exactly. Uh, the good advice to get out, and as long as there's drums, video games, and brownies, where we'll all be, <laughs> yep. we'll all be good. So, all right. Well, I hope you feel better, man. We'll uh, we'll chat later on and see what's going on for tomorrow. But uh, where the the goal is to get everything up and running for uh, uh, everything, uh, you know, Phillies on Friday. So we'll we'll get to that point and see where we are. Uh, but uh, yeah, have a good one, man. And and if you can donate to Mr. Peanuts, uh, GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, cause because uh, Mike uh, needs to get better and, and they need some help paying for those bills. So. You'll, you'll, you'll be happy to know that yesterday we had donations from Julie Jerkoff and who else? Pat McCrotch Pat made McCrotch. a donation. Yeah, so thank you to Pat. <laughs> My mom made a donation, by the way. Aww. Yeah, so she was like, she's like, how do you do that? I go, I'm like, how much do you want to donate? She's like, like twenty five dollars. Twenty five thousand. I said, I said, okay, give me twenty five dollars and then I'll do it online for you. I don't want you to do anything right uh, that involves online payments. Right. So I'm like, let Why me take. Why she might do twenty five hundred instead? She's just not. She might. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. you you do have to like at the top of the page you put in your amount, but it already has the point zero zero on it. Right. Uh, so she, you, you never know. Listen, so to be a wonderfully generous gift if she did. So. <laughs> Uh, all right, Preston. Have a uh, have a good one. We'll ch- we'll uh, talk later and uh, feel better. All right, thanks, guys. Right. See you. Love day. you. Bye. <laughs> you said love you. That's adorable. That's totes adorbs. Totes adorbs. Uh, uh, Casey we... boys. Is this your mom that, that donated on the page that says Casey boys mom? Yeah. Well, I typed no, it in. Ju- it's Casey oh, boys mom. Oh, Got yeah. it. Okay. Oh, yeah. How do you? Is it jerk jerk off or jerk off? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Kirk off. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> uh, do, how, how are we doing time-wise? Yeah, we should take a break because right. uh, we do have to, uh, you know, pay the bills, as they say. Right. And then uh, this is going to be your actually uh, one of your last opportunities to text in. Uh, text the word secret to 39333 to win a four-pack of movie tickets from Fandango. Uh, so we're we're going to get that winner for the secret text word in just a little bit. Excellent. So, uh, let's take a break. And then when we come back, we'll do the bizarre file. And uh, we got the trash and the music news and all that stuff. Yes. All right. So hang tight. MMR rocks your St. Patty's Day with a huge MMR party and a live 3 to 7 broadcast with Jackson at Big Heads in Richborough. Presented by Bud Light. Featuring 275 Bud and Bud Light drafts. $3 Ultra Bottles and $4 Bud Light Seltzers. The Preston and Steve Show drops in from 3 to 5 with some traditional St. Patty's Day contests and lots of prizes, including $1,000 cash. Pierre Robert arrives ever so slightly behind. Rocking up Jackson's broadcast from 5 to 7 with tickets to see Green Day, August 29th, every 20 minutes. Don't miss it. Spend St. Patty's Day with Preston and Steve, Pierre and Jackson at Big Heads in Richboro. Hit up WMMR.com for complete details, including a lunch break with Casey Boy at the Irish Pub and a nightcap broadcast with Jackie Bam Bam at Kavanaugh's Headhouse. All presented by Bud Light. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your St. Patty's. Day. Gotta get away. The Offspring 93.3 WMMR. I always forget the name of that song. Uh, I think it's Happy Birthday. No, that is, uh, well, I don't, no, no, it's Gotta Get Away. Gotta Get Away. Gotta Get Away. Is there another song, uh, the Black Keys? Is I don't that? know. You're the mu- you're more the music guy than uh, here, I am. I know. Here comes Marissa. She's gonna school us all. Uh, what's the Black Keys song? Is that Gotta Get Away? 
great job of playing Preston right now. I'm going to play Casey and type in away into our system so we can see all the songs. Make sure you poop your pants. Uh, <laughs> no. No. Uh, go down. And, yeah, there is a Black Keys song, Gotta Get Away. There you go. You, yeah. you, you win. You, you now in our bonus lightning round. If gone uh, away, I stay away. So many. Oh, right. no. Nick le- just left. Um, he's our lesson question guy. Uh, oh. Nick! <laughs> uh, 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 all right. <laughs> I have a question for you, all right? All right. Yeah. We'll take it. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. You ready? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. For a second day in a row, oh, no, which no, show on. member all right. was out sick? For the second day in a row, which show member was out sick? All right. If you know the answer to that, call in right now, 215-263-WMMR, and you could possibly win a pair of tickets as MMR rocks highly suspect. Again, that number is 215-263-WMMR, and let's uh, do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, and the trash is brought to you by Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors, the official supermarket of the Preston Steve Show. What's going on, Steve? Well, Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott attempted to quash the rumor mill, saying they refused to put a label on their on-again relationship. Said Kylie, quote, labels are for things you you want to put labels on. Hey! Madonna has canceled shows in Paris due to restrictions imposed over the coronavirus outbreak. Madonna was willing to do the shows, noting that she had modded her eye patch into a Purell dispenser. Oh, my And finally, God. false rumors have been spreading that Daniel Radcliffe is the first, quote-unquote, famous person to test positive for coronavirus. Radcliffe says the claim is preposterous, noting that he is no longer famous. All righty, we're going to do this. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, yeah, I forgot to do a couple of things Well, over Nick here. had to, to beeline it out of here, and we'll uh, maybe explain that tomorrow. But uh, we're... Uh, <laughs> There's the, a lot going on the here. Just there is continues, a lot going on. But we just had that wonderful email, remember, about uh, apparently we're holding uh, up yes. our own here. We and went, we will continue in that fine tradition. We went from six to five to four. Right. Well, so, and then also, just to kind of kick everything off, uh, there were, when we got here in the morning, and I'm just sort of peeling back the curtain, there were no commercials that were in. in our, oh so I had God. to log every single... And I normally don't have to have do to something do that, like that. Yeah. So I had to log hundreds of uh, pieces of audio this morning. And the one piece that I needed, which was winning music, I did not load. So I just well, got that. What you didn't system. know also is that we, for for a brief period, lost the rights to play the music that we played. To, so that I actually had to go re-record versions of all the songs we played and today. Sing it, yeah. yeah, yeah. You barely even noticed. I you know. might have noticed a couple a of them. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. So, but we do have uh, people who have called in. We're going to go to whoever's been on hold the longest, and that would be uh, Bill on line six. Bill, are you there? Yes. All right. Uh, let me pull this down. Uh, the, Steve, the what question, was that question again? The question for today, and it's it's difficult, I know. For a second day in a row, which show member called out sick? Did that be Presbo? Yes! Well done! This guy was paying attention. Absolutely. He didn't miss a beat. He was paying attention. So and, what's he win case? All right. So congratulations to you, Bill on line six. You have won yourself a pair of tickets as MMR Rocks Highly Suspect at Franklin Music Hall on Saturday, April 25th. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Hang on the line for a second. We'll get your information. Congratulations to you. And now it's to, uh, time to... 
do. I was going to say take out the mu- music news, but let's take out the music news. Let's take news. out the music take news, it out news Steve. <laughs> Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! I gave it to you anyway, today, Kathy. We'll take it for a spin. Yeah. Foo Fighters main man Dave Grohl has spoken to Kerrang! magazine about the band's upcoming 10th studio LP, saying, We're, We just finished another effing record, and I'm so effing proud of it. It's unlike anything we've ever done. Oh, he said bad words. Oh, wait. Hold on. Not done yet. Grohl added, I'm effing excited for people to hear it, and I can't wait to jump on the effing stage to play it. These are choruses that this record... Uh, there are choruses on this record that 50 effing thousand people are going to sing, and it's going to bring everyone's effing hearts together in that moment, and that's what it's all about. I think he's excited. Yeah, I, I think, think he's, he's a little bit. Either that or he had a lot of coffee right yeah. before that interview. And he likes the F word. And he likes barbecuing. I noticed that, He does. Too. He does. He yeah. likes uh, fresh pots of coffee, and he likes barbecue. So he's totally amped up. Yep. The band will kick off a tour next month. The band will headline DC Jam in the nation's capital on July 4th, 25 years to the, to the day that the Foo's self-titled debut album came. Out. So he's saying that this is going to sound nothing like they've ever done before. It's going to it's going to make fifty effing thousand people want to sing the chorus. Right. Is what he's saying. Because my only knock, and I love Foo Fighters, is my only knock is there's not a whole ver- I don't think a, a particular like there's not a variety of sound. There's also there are people who say uh, that they they like bands that stay within their wheelhouse sure. and explore the, the the boundaries within. We look look at what we just had happen with Pearl Jam. They released a song that was atypical of their sound. Yeah, and you always run a, a risk. I tend to agree with you, Case. I like a band that sort of now and then jumps out of their thing. But I with the Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters, I think like what he did with the Sound City documentary and other yeah. stuff like that, and all of that sort of peripheral stuff represents them, you know, ex- uh, expanding their creative He's base. Well, and you have to think a, about yeah. who's saying it like like he's yeah. saying it's unlike anything they've ever done so it probably is but in what way well there's two things that are always said the new album is darker uh-huh. yeah. and this is very different from what we've done before and it's usually not much darker and it's usually sort of similar to what they've done before <laughs> yeah so we'll see what happens well, they once did that skin and bones sound uh, album that was half acoustic half Electric, and right. that was pretty cool. They've you're, taken their. You're the biggest Foo Fighters fan on the show here, so did you like that album? I loved it. it okay. Actually, one of my favorite songs is on that song. It's called. Um... <laughs> what are your favorites? It's your favorite. She doesn't know the name. <laughs> Hands on a Miracle. Okay. What is it called? Hands on a Miracle. God, there's a motto. great song on that album. Absolutely, one of my favorite, and it's called. Um... Oh, I, 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 <laughs> dude, I've been there. I've been like, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, my, that's my friend. His name is um. Oh my god! No, no, he name? really is my friend. I know his name. He really is. My friend. <laughs> Rhymes with yeah. Sounds something like all right. Well, uh, at least uh, yeah. so we'll we'll see what uh, what this eventually sounds like. Hopefully, we'll hopefully we'll get it soon. The spread of the COVID nineteen coronavirus continues to wreak havoc on the concert and festival business. Following intense speculation, the Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival has now been officially postponed, along with its sister country music event, Stagecoach Coachella, which was set to take place in Indio, California, on the weekends of April tenth and April seventeenth, will now be held on the weekends of October 9th and October sixteenth. I think Kathy, what they should do is still allow all these festivals to go on just for the sight of seeing people who are unaware attempt to stage dive. <laughs> yeah, right. And no one reaches up for them. Right? There's no word yet on whether the lineup, uh, which was supposed to include... <laughs> 
a headlining performance from Rage Against the Machine will remain intact. California has confirmed over 167 coronavirus cases and two deaths as of Tuesday. All Coachella tickets will be honored on the new dates, and ticket holders unable to attend the fall uh, in the fall will be given information on how to obtain a refund. Meanwhile, following the cancellation of the South by Southwest and Ultra Music Festivals in Austin and Maine, respect um, Miami. Sorry, Austin and Miami. <laughs> both events have notified attendees that they will not be offering refunds to those who have already purchased badges. 20, wow. Twenty, but twenty twenty registrants can opt to defer their registration to twenty twenty one, twenty two, or twenty three. Okay. Again. We were talking earlier, and I think in, in some of these cases, especially if it's happening right now or in the mm-hmm. next month or two, yeah. it's probably a good idea if you're talking about trying to just sort of help contain the spread a little bit, probably a good idea. And it seems like everybody has a plan in place to either delay it a few months down the road or to honor it for next year. Yeah. So. The Killers are coming back this week with a new song called Caution. The Las Vegas band has previewed the song with a brief video on its social media accounts. The black and white clip shows behind-the-scenes footage of the band working on their new album before ending with the release date of the song March 12th. The Killers are scheduled to tour the U.K. and Europe in May, June, and July. North American dates have yet to be announced. And finally, Ozzy Osbourne has shared the music video of Ordinary Man, the title track from his new studio album that also features Elton John on piano and vocals. In the clip, Ozzy sits in front of a screen watching clips and looking at photos from his early days with Black Sabbath to headlining venues around the world as a solo artist. Who is that? It's you, Ozzy. It's you, Uh. pal. The video (laughs) takes the Prince of Darkness through the good times and bad, ending with happy images of his wife, Sharon, and his children. Ozzy says his family has always been along for the ride during his crazy career. Ordinary Men is Ozzy's first solo studio album in a decade and features guest appearances by Slash, Post Malone and Tom Morello, in addition to Elton, Ozzy's band on the record consists of Duff McKagan on bass, Chad Smith on drums, and producer Andrew Watt on guitar. The singer recently postponed all of his 2020 tour dates after revealing that he's been diagnosed with a form of Parkinson's disease. You watch some of these clips of early Ozzy, he looks like he's nine years old. (laughs) We're just so used to seeing him. You know, in in the Aussiness that we now know, that it's 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 kind of a shock. Also, Sharon, uh, <laughs> you pointed out Sharon in the early days was she was, she was a bag. <laughs> oh, was she? she was what a bag. She was un- I think there were there were other, once um, the the uh, the the stylists and people stepped in. It, it worked to her benefit. Yes, don't so want to sound cruel. And she surgeons, was, yeah, and surgeons, and, and the surgeons. Army Corps of Engineers. No, she was the what the daughter of like uh, his of like, Shrek. <laughs> no, um, maybe of the of the yes, owner right. of the studio or something like right, that. Right, right. Uh, hey, Bill Weston's here. Does he might know? <laughs> Bill, what yeah, was her uh, father was like some big wheel in like Mercury Records or something. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right, so there you go. Well, the, I'll tell you what. It's a love story that spanned the centuries. <laughs> They're still together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good for them. They stuck it out through everything. Uh, and that's your music news. Uh, uh, cool. We're, we're going to do our secret text word now. Yes. So, yeah, Kathy, let's, let's pick a number. Okay, we'll go with number 10. All right, number 10. Uh, call in to 215-263-WMMR. Uh, and we'll pick a random texture as well for a four-pack of movie tickets to Fandango. All right. And uh, we have one more break left, and we will come back after this. All right. Sounds good. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Lewis Traveler, run around, 93.3, WMMR, everything that rocks. I love that song. I love that band. What, what are they? 
Steve, they're doing a commercial now. Uh, it's uh, it's for an insurance. Uh, I believe it's for insurance. Getting the runaround. Uh, uh, no, it's for uh, it's for uh, uh, Sun. Santander yeah. Biden. It's like uh, you're, oh, they're buttering you up. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they're, you know, I, it's for me, they, uh, the movie Kingpin, uh, they're featured uh, prominently in that. So always uh, always oh, good. Yeah. And, and they're out on tour again, are they not? Uh, yeah. I Why are you asking are? me questions? I don't know. You bring up questions after every song when we start the break. You're asking me. I just throw it back at you and you fold like a house of cards. I did. I, uh, yeah. I feel like, yeah, maybe they're doing something i don't know somebody will bring up a graphic in the uh, studio right. when we're like 30 we'll seconds past this point we got stuff to do we don't know oh, there we go here we go blues mmr Tra- rocks blues traveler at the fillmore last year that was in november okay so, so hope you get your tickets now <laughs> hope you had fun yeah <laughs> uh we can move on though if we wanted to do the i think uh, we really the, should the, the secret text where we go past this part Pretend like we were never there to begin with. Um, so I can fix everything. Just let me uh, get to the... All right. All right. We're going to go to Vinny on line two, who uh, has the secret text word. I was the one who told Marissa what the secret text word was. Let's see if I remember. Uh, all right, Vinny, what is the secret text word? I can't see without my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well done. The secret text word is... Camera. Yeah. Nice. Secret text word is camera, and congratulations to you, Vinny. You have won yourself a four-pack of movie tickets from Fandango. That's actually a cool prize. I got too many knobs around here. All right, hang on a second, Vinny, because I don't know what I'm doing, and we're also going to congratulate Wayne uh, Erimer from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Wayne has also, he was the, the random texture, so we're going to hook him up with a four-pack of movie tickets to Fandango as well. Pierre Robert is here, Steve. Yes, Did you see Pierre, him? I see he's coming in. He's, uh, I think he's knocking over things. I don't know what's happening. Now he's leaving. Uh, goodbye. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> and now he's back. Uh, the elusive Pierre Robert. How are you, Pierre? I'm fine. Yeah, everything okay? Yep. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Blues Traveler is going to be on Memorial Day. Oh, you already got it. Yeah. Yes. Blues oh. driver. Yes. It's World the Hoagie weekend. Nation. The Hoagie Nation thing with Hall and Oates, which is great. I've been to it. Yeah. So fun. much fun. And the Hooters and yeah. Uh, um, Soul Survivors, all kinds of cool low bands cut. Connie, Natalie, Press, Soul Survivor, Down North, and uh, the Hooters, as you said before, Squeeze, Cool and the Gang. Uh, it, it's a blast. And, uh, and it's at the Man, which is great. Yeah, which we were just talking about. It's a great location as well. So the first like celebrity I ever met when I was in radio was uh, the basis for, and I don't remember his name. I, what I do remember is that he's not with us any longer. But he was the basis for the Blues Traveler, who they were opening for oh, Bobby. Yeah. His name was Bobby. They were opening for the Stones at the Vet. He passed away? He did. Ah. He did. Uh, you remember, uh, yeah, who uh, who had a, did he have a, um, who I think had it was a heroin job? problem. Oh, oh okay. I, can't, I think his last name is Sheehan, I think. All right. We're just a wealth of information. But, uh, but, uh, <laughs> well, uh, I, I wanted to talk about my favorite song. Oh, what is your favorite song? Uh, from the Foo Fighters. Um, uh, it's, um, oh, yeah. Your favorite one. You can't remember it. Uh, it's on that album. Um, it, no, it's on that record. Uh, it's. I think it's um, Fly Me to the Moon. Yeah, that's it. 
Not cool, man. Not cool. We've all done it. We've all done it. I do it every day. You ever do you listen after yep. you're done of of the wreck that comes well, after you? Today has been a uh, the proverbial uh, you know accident where the guy used to spin dishes on sticks. That's been today because we've uh, P- uh, 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 Nick had to run out quickly. Uh, had an issue that he has to uh, tend to right now. P- uh, Preston's out. And then we've been having to do some uh, shifting around of certain things. And what we're doing at the end of the week, everything has landed, thankfully, on its feet right now. So we're going to find out what's going on for tomorrow. But we might as well check in with you. What do you have going on uh, with your show? Well, do we want oh, to you know a letter? Letter, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Thank Kristen you. and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. Well, the Preston and Steve show today is brought to you by the letter E as in electric. E as in electric. So that's the third letter, five-letter word. And uh, what's up for grabs? A four-pack of tickets for the Ticket to Rock 2020 shows at BB&T Pavilion. So this is Breaking Benjamin Bush and Theory of a Dead Man, MMRBQ, Corn and Faith No More, and Megadeth and Lamb of God. This exclusive multi-show package to the hottest rock tours of the summer start at just $69 at LiveNation.com. Excellent. Thank God you're organized, Yeah, uh, Pierre, <laughs> that you keep everything together. That's it. Uh, thanks uh, to me, the, <laughs> the house of cards can stay intact. <laughs> uh, so uh, what is on your show for today? Uh, we'll have on this program, uh, we're going to do an EAS test. Oh, nice. those are great. Yeah. Uh, that's going to happen yeah. in the 1 o'clock hour. Especially in this atmosphere now. They can yeah. only lead to widespread panic. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and we also will do, uh, because it is March 11th, that means 311 day. So we've got to do some 311. And uh, we also uh, had a birthday earlier um, from Lou Reed last uh, at the end of last week that I didn't get to. And he's got some great songs. Of course, Sweet Jane. Are you going to do Sweet Jane? Yeah, of course. I love it. The Electric. There's two versions. The original version from Velvet Underground, which is cool, but the electric version of him uh, from the Rock and Roll Animal album is stupendous. Uh, and uh, Walking the Wild Side, all those great songs. So A Block of Lou and A Block of Lou and A Block of the Who. But um, I had a letter requesting A Block of the Various Who's. Ah. Right? So not only The Who, uh, uh, W-H-O, but the MMRBQ Who, the H-U Who. What about the, the Siberian Throat Singers? And, yeah. And the Guess Who nice. will all be in there. And if I can find any other Who bands, uh, I'll throw them in, too. All right. All right. Very that's, cool. That's going to be on the program today. We'll make sure to stay with you. Uh, we have uh, to thank our sponsors for today, Case. Yeah, we could do that. Oh, I love this music. All right. So uh, we're going to thank uh, Monster Mania. Monster Mania Con 40 comes to Cherry Hill this weekend. They always put on a great show, by they the way. They do. Always uh, a great convention. David Harbour, yes. one of our favorites, is going to be there. Stranger uh, Things and then the new Marvel movie, yep, Black the, Widow. The Friday the 13th and Charles Play Reunions. Danny Trejo will be there, who we've also had in our studio. And more Friday and Sunday tickets are available at the door. And for more of the Gore in store, visit monstermania.net. And also brought to you by Auto Lenders. Visit Auto Lenders' newest location in Exton, PA, with over 3,000 vehicles to choose from on autolenders.com, a smarter way to buy a car. So tomorrow in the show, we don't know if Preston's going to be in the studio or not. But we're going to be here. We will be here. With our enhanced version. We have a uh, comedian coming in, yes? We do. So uh, Tim Dillon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he'll be in studio uh, in the 8 o'clock hour. So whether Preston is here or not, we will have him in studio. And we'll reconvene, and then it's onward towards Friday, where we're going to be, we'll have our special sports correspondents down at spring training, Kathy, Marissa, and Nick, and uh, finish up the week. So we'll see you tomorrow. All right, Ray John. 
Preston and Steve. Love you. Hate you. Line. See what happens when I'm working? I can't actually sit home and watch the game. Guys lose. Nine games. They killed it. Now I'm not there to watch them, and they lose. Tell my wife, I need season tickets forever so that they win forever. It's all about me. I'm just saying, I'm their good luck charm. Next message. I'm not telling a whole bunch of people yet, but I'm super excited. And I just found out that I'm pregnant. Holy Next message. You piece of soulless, wienerless, maybe. Whoever the chose shark to do to do to bull this morning is gonna me up all day. You're gonna make me crazy. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. The world of comics has been growing for the past 30 years, and that's why Robbie Landis and Ben Morris are here to break it all down for you. Join the shop talk every Monday for the latest in DC, Marvel, and beyond. Find the other identity at CheckpointXP.com or download from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.